0: We live. Oh, we're live! You say for the uh, semi-annual podcast.
1: <laughs> that's that's fair. Where do we go?
0: Five?
1: Where do we go? How many weeks do we go this time? We we we've been
0: trying. We're trying. Yeah, like we'll get.
1: You know, I got I got messed Look, up. Look orig- real life. Real life. Yeah, I mean, I was traveling and we kind of, I kind of botched that because <laughs> because we ended up in the middle of traveling and I didn't reschedule correctly. But here we are. So goes the, the way of corporate America. So blow moving. the winds of time. Like sends through an hourglass. <laughs> yes. Grains of sand. How another. you doing, man? I'm all right, dude. How are you doing? How is your world? I'm
0: fantastic.
1: Fantastic. It's been, a, like been a long
0: day. You know, I had had to get up early for a medical procedure. Yeah, yeah. but I uh, didn't know
1: if we were going to. Other than that. We were texting, and I was like, are we doing this? And you're like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. all right.
0: All right. Nothing, nothing—a whole lot of whiskey and, and <laughs> painkillers. can't No, I'm just kidding.
1: I'm just, I mean, well, well
0: the painkillers well, part—I'm, am I'm kidding about. But yeah. <laughs> was a, it
1: was a kind of joke. Yeah, yeah, kind of sort of a partial joke, not really. Kinda yes, like, it was—it was a joke. People, come on, <laughs> lighten up. happens not doing right? drugs and alcohol on podcast.
0: There's no abuse like substance abuse. Oh Wait, no, that's not right. Oh, god. All right, so it is happens
1: It is October the third, twenty twenty-three. And this is podcast number zero zero nine, Lion's Tail, which you're going to give us the recipe for in a moment. Oh, man. But I'm I'm glad to I, be here. I dude. really need to start making some of these for real though. With with the Lion's Tail. So tell me about the Lion's Tail, and then I'll I'll get to the. Uh... So I I I
0: first of all, it blindsided me that we're in fall right now.
1: Oh, let me oh, just.
0: This was the thing that. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah.
1: You've been telling me about I, your leathers. Oh. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, look, man. It's been like a million degrees wow. every day, okay? Yeah. So I'm like, to me, it's still August yeah. in my brain, yeah, no, that's you know. Fair. So it was like 89
1: here today. I'm I'm with you, and 89 here feels like 196 as far as I'm concerned.
0: Seriously, yeah. And and so now, you know, we're first day of fall, right. or I guess actually two days ago was first day of fall. Technically, is October first.
1: Uh, I, I think it's. That. Yeah. There's a day. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's around yeah, here somewhere. I'm, I'm an uncultured All I buffoon. know is
0: we went from like 120 degrees to being in the 90s, upper 90s, and Saturday it's going to be 70 as a high. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's gonna be nice. <laughs> hello, fall, you gonna know, nice. kind
1: of thing. All right, here we go. So, so I'm not gonna know uh, I have so. the power of the interwebs to use for oh, any means, goodness. but we're choosing to use them for good not evil we'll get to that later but uh what are we gonna
0: do today saturday
1: <laughs> saturday <laughs> september the 23rd was the first day of fall there you go oh okay okay i don't um, know why
0: did i think it was october it's
1: autumnal equinox i don't know who figures all that out i declare today it's probably a moon thing right i guess it is
0: dr equinox probably <laughs> dr wizard
1: <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dr wizard mr, mr. mr. equinox yeah, the, the equinox, <laughs> the equinox family <laughs> decrees. Oh my God, we back in you know back in Roman times or something. Yeah, we're off to a start. Is it Greek fall or Roman fall?
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, what this? What? we've lost our Gaelic? Maybe it might be Gaelic. The Gaelic fall. Uh, we we've lost our minds at this point <laughs> already. Dude, The, we're not the podcast five, has just kicked we're, off. We're, we're, I we're haven't even had minutes. a
1: sip of my drink yeah, yet. We just passed five minutes. <laughs> We've done literally nothing productive. It's gonna be a great episode. Oh my god. We did nothing productive. <laughs> I need I need rum. Um, okay And that's and that's nice, folks. You have a great <laughs> <laughs> This is against some. So so this is our this is our podcast, Real Talk, R-E-E-L, Real Talk with uh, Hapa and Seven. We are currently live on YouTube. So if you're listening to us in wherever you get your podcast, because we're everywhere at this point, but if you're listening to us somewhere, you get your podcast, and you ever want to catch us live and you wanna hang out chat while we're podcasting. Uh, you can do so on YouTube. We, um, we always broadcast it live and usually within 48 hours of broadcasting it live, we put it out um, for the world to hear with a slightly uh, better produced version, um, which you know, like all things this podcast are subject to my schedule, uh, <laughs> which is hit or miss. So today, you know, Hapa, I, I hit that it was October the 3rd, 2023, right? Um, there's some, some historic events occurring. I'm gonna acknowledge them. And we're not going to talk in depth about them but it would be crazy of us not to say there's some crazy stuff going on in uh the united united states uh right now with speaker the speaker of the house kevin mccarthy uh there was a move to vacate so there is no speaker of the house at this point uh which is incredibly interesting given that um speaker of the house is third in line so uh you know That's a pretty interesting choice to make. If a nuclear war occurs, we're we're screwed. Well, if it gets to that point, It gets to the point where we lose the president, vice president, the speaker of the house. So um, lots going on. I know a lot of people are following that. I know a lot of people probably keep up with that. Uh, You and I talk quite a bit about keeping up with news and events and politics in particular is not the best thing um, for a lot of people's mental health. Uh, and, yeah. you know, so we, we try not to to kind of broach those subjects here. But it would be crazy not to acknowledge it. I was literally watching the guy speak, you know, before we started. That's why we started late. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, it's going on. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about politics. Um, and just know that we're not immune to it. But that's the time frame we're living in. So here's what we're... we we could definitely talk about it. But I, f- I, f- I feel like um, just because of how
0: polarizing the whole pol- political conversation is, not that not that Seven and I are polarizing in our views, quite frankly. I think we are, we're a lot more moderate, to be clear, for those, yeah, those people I think listening. That's true, yeah. It's just easier to avoid
1: those topics just it's uh, you know, overall. people, we're going to get to this a little bit later about social media. But some stuff changed in yeah. the past 10 yeah. years, right? And and you really can't talk about subjects like that with friends anymore. Or you just won't have friends right yeah. now. They're either going to think exactly the way yeah. you do, or they're just gonna, not going to want to be around you. So... Uh, we have made conscious choices not to go into details on those things. There is an event, however, and it's worth mentioning the events going on. Um, so we do have a good podcast plant. Uh, we have been collecting, you know, uh, items and then dropping them off of our discussion list and collecting them and dropping them off for five weeks. So there were some that there were <laughs> some that came and went, uh, and you know, I'll be honest, there were some really good ones in there that we're not going to be talking about. Some bangers, yeah, because we we had to move on, and you know, from a time standpoint. Uh, We can't talk about everything we want to, uh, you know, unless we do this more often, which I would love to get to. And maybe we can do that soon. Um, But we are going to hit some cool stuff tonight. So uh, tonight we're going to hit up, uh, you know, should the United States start banning uh, unnatural ingredients in food? I think that's a really interesting conversation. We talked about fake chicken. Well, it ain't fake. Vet-grown chicken. Vet-grown chicken, you know, a while back. So this is a continuation of that. It's my favorite name of Um, a food product. Oh, my God. It still gives me the heebie-jeebies. So recycling plastics into vanilla for ice cream, uh, which I thought was a fascinating one. So we're going to we're gonna hit that one. Are AAA games in trouble? So there's some interesting stuff going on in the AAA gaming world. Uh, both of us love games, and we'll talk about that. The Epic Games layoff, right? There's a big, uh, a big hullabaloo around that. Why does the metaverse suck? And oh, my God, that could probably be three hours on its own for me. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, why are some people just so freaking negative on social media? So, in some ways, a lot of these things are attached, and uh, some ways they're not. We'll always hit our, our, you know, what are we listening to? What are we watching? All that jazz. Um, and then what games we've been playing. So, that's going to be our schedule for tonight. Does that sound uh, acceptable to you, Sir Happa of the Fodder Clan? Of course. Of course.
0: All right. all
1: it's right. always acceptable. Wait.
0: I, I Sometimes I'm like, It's funny. I was doing some reading recently on podcasts and how, you know, uh, podcasters figure out the length of their podcasts and so on and so forth. And the happy medium for length is what Seven and I originally agreed on when we started, when we launched this project. Um, We were like, Wondering if an hour was good, but I, I already knew the way that he and I are long-winded. Typically, <laughs> that one hour uh, wasn't gonna cut it. We went, I mean, especially <laughs> so, you. <are>. So, <laughs> yeah, check <laughs> yeah. I'll fully admit that I'm a freaking windbag for sure. Um, but two hours is 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 typically what we try to stick to, and supposedly that is like the perfect length for a podcast. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm not Hopefully gonna say we keep it
1: to that. If, I'm not going to say this podcast has been perfect from the beginning, but, well, <laughs> it's perfect. Look, man. I mean, look you know, man. we made it, and all of a sudden articles come out and say, you know what the perfect length is? Whatever those guys said. Joe, Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. That's, right. That's what we're getting yeah. at. Uncle Joe. Just saying. Uncle Joe. <laughs> Good old Uncle Joe. <laughs> Uncle Joe. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't think he wants to be recognized in that now nah, No, he asked way. me to call him Uncle Joey. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh, Uncle Joey. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Uncle Joey Rowe. That's what we call him. Uncle Joey go Rowe, on one, yeah. Joey Rowe, Joey, so yeah, so we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today and I am going to let you start by uh, this subject is one that you threw on there and um, you know, I'll introduce it, but I want to let you run with it for a while, uh, be as long winded as you, as you want, because if you, if you've never listened to our podcast and this is the first time you've checked in, first of all, pause, go back and listen to all of them and then you'll understand what I'm about to say, a, yeah. my, my boy yeah. Happy here cooks food uses natural ingredients and cares about it. My wife is the same way. That's one of the things all of us connect on is like we actually care about the things we put in our bodies. So there's this whole... uh, California has banned, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but California has introduced a ban on, uh, I I wrote it down, red dye number three, uh, potassium bromate, right? Uh, Brominated vegetable oil and propyl paraben. And what was interesting to me is those. that's what peeps are made of. (laughs) So... Yeah. Right? Evil, yeah. evil, evil peeps, but California like literally the pig peeps 100% yeah. is all of the that. The peeps is that right, it's like they outlawed yeah. pink peeps, <laughs> it's what they yeah. did basically, yeah. and if you've ever eaten a pink peep, I, you know you probably understand why um, but the state of California <laughs> the state of California is, is saying hey, the, the EU has already banned some of these, uh, we know they're unhealthy, they cause some issues, and then uh, kind of the way you stated the subject was, you know, should we be banning unnatural things in our food.
0: Yeah. I mean, to, to be clear, it, this when I saw the headline of this article, I immediately was like, we're going to talk about this. I don't even need to read the article. <laughs> and then I went and read the article was like because there, there's a couple things going on here first of all. First of all, the legislators in California actually are getting something right for once. Okay. They're actually legislating towards something that makes sense. Okay. Like there is a laundry list of chemicals that I from what I'm reading originally were on this list and then unfortunately through probably the companies that essentially, you know, go to these legislators and um say, hey, we're giving your campaigns money or whatever. You can't be doing all this against us. They narrowed it down to those three, which for years, those three have been known to be carcinogenic or cause Down syndrome and autism and all these other side effects, right, liver right. issues, kidney issues. Anyway, <clears throat> and I've also said for years, one of the things I love about the litigation in on the EU side of, of the world and in the UK uh, they that they 100% get correctly is the ingredients in a lot of foods um, that are okay here in the US, uh-huh. namely food products or ingredients that aren't actually food products right. or ingredients right. they're right. chemicals right. are just straight up not allowed over there yeah you know yep um, and they have significantly lower levels of obesity of down syndrome of autism etc 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 so this was something that I was like, actually applauding the California legislators for because they're, they're trying this. In my opinion, this could be a a huge step for America because this is opening the door for possible litigation and, and banning of other chemicals. You know, there's a lot of preservatives, a lot of crap. I mean, I don't know if anybody uh, listening or I'm sure you guys have too, in your household, you maybe bought, we talked about this, when we talked about our, our that vat-grown uh, chicken <laughs> being yeah. approved by the FDA, yeah. like you can go out and buy uh, bread or hot dog buns or something from a local grocery store, put them on your on your counter and leave them for two, three, four, five weeks, and they don't mold. It's like that's that's not right. That's not how bread's supposed to work. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, so. So for me, this was fantastic. Like, good on California. Hopefully, this okay. gets through. Hopefully, the rest of the country, you know, picks up on on this. I hope, um, and maybe further litigation down the road will will grow from this. Like, so you know, yeah, this it's is a it's pretty pretty big deal. You know, uh,
1: I got a lot of thoughts there, right? And I'm kind of glad to hear that's that's your viewpoint on it because it's. There's a lot of viewpoints today that the government shouldn't be stepping in in a lot of areas. Right. And while I may agree or disagree with those in principle, I will tell you that if the government is not stepping in, no one else will. And if no one else does, these companies cannot be trusted to do what's in the best interest of consumers. They need a paycheck from their consumers and that's their goal. Um, You know, I've been over this a million times. I'm not hating on companies for trying to earn money in our system. That is what they're supposed to do. But there has to be some sort of check and balance. And what's interesting is what you said there. These are not food items. These are not things normally found in what humans consume. Everyone knows that who is selling it, right? The companies who are selling it absolutely positively, without a doubt, know that they're putting something in there that's... Was not normally part of that food. Now I will say I will, if I'm going to give them the very generous, you know, hand wave and say you didn't know it was causing harm, I can be generous there. But here's the thing: in some of these cases, we do know it's causing harm, yeah. and yet we have not ceased putting them in, and so we yeah. really have a situation in the U.S. Um, and it's not just the United States, right? But the United States is a considers itself a very developed country, and we know when things are in food and it's up to consumers to read a label and know every ingredient with some name right that that you've never heard before yeah. and the answer is yep absolutely it is yeah it is up to consumers and yeah. unless you have someone and you know i know you do this i told you my wife does this we do we read the labels we educate ourselves somewhat on, on you know ourselves on what's in the food and every time we get a chance We use just all natural ingredients to make our own bread, as an example, to make our own things. And and you know what's in it at that point. And that, however, is a place I'm speaking from an incredible, incredible place of privilege to be able to say that. Because there's a whole lot of people who have two jobs to make ends meet. Yeah, especially right now. Yeah, right. And they got kids to take care of. They got to put food on the table and the food's got to come from somewhere. Now, they're willing to put some money down and get that food. And what they're being given is actively killing them.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: That's pretty messed up, for man. Sure. We can do better.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? We're the richest yeah. civilization in the history of Earth. Yeah. It's yeah. not even a close second. Yeah. We can do better, and we owe it to ourselves to do better. Now, you know, well, what government agencies decide that, who comes down on it, I, I imagine, given enough time with that approach we'll get to the point where like all right guys you you know i know it's a gmo banana but we ain't got no other kind of bananas right like so <laughs> so give me back my bananas right so I, I think there's there's limits and you don't want government you know government oversteps and you don't want a lot of stuff but at the end of the day like these companies are doing things you know and where i grew up i've told you where i grew up they polluted the everything right yeah, like, like right. in in a, in a town of four thousand people there's like three thousand nine hundred ninety two cases of cancer.
0: And, yeah, it, and there's a lot of small town examples like that all over. 100%. The US.
1: And then you got the company being like, Oh yeah. well, it's probably something in the you know, natural. N- no. Sure N- that yeah. is not a natural occurrence. And so what happens, right. you know, in that case, what happens the EPA has to step in and be like,
0: yeah. you
1: guys are assholes again. Right, like that's kind yeah. of how, that, how that has to yeah. go. and I, Just pay your fine. Right, just do the thing <laughs> again. So the fact that California is now introducing this and saying, hey, we've banned these things. It's like you said, I worked at a business who had legislation in California passed kind of in a, against a business in a way that was going to make it way harder to operate in that state profitably, or at least at the profit levels right. they wanted. And there was a real conversation about, well, should we even do business in California? Did you even hear what you were saying? The answer is, you're going to want to do business in California.
0: With that population, even with all the people leaving, to to decide to not
1: is a huge hit. Yeah. Either way. You're going to do business in California. And so California is saying, you ain't going to leave. You're going to change your Oreos. That's what you're going to do. You're going to make them peeps. You're going to make them peeps green. That's what you better do. Exactly. It's gonna be green next year. <laughs> no more red
0: peeps. That's right. It's just gonna be a different color. I know, green. And Rita like brings up a perfect example. You know, when she was here, that was two years ago. I she wanted to try a um, a honey bun. Oh my! God. From like a gas station. She just saw it. She wanted to try it, and I remember the look oh on her face when she she opened the container and just smelt it. And I was like, I smelt it. And as somebody who like. You know, obviously, has grown up around that crap that you can s- smell. It's not natural; like it just doesn't smell like a pastry, yeah. right? Like it's and and she jokes that she's probably still digesting it, but there's a pretty good chance it's, that it's, it's
1: in there somewhere. You <laughs> you're, you're somewhere, yeah, right? Your, your arteries are still working through it. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, like it's. Yeah, it's, it's a... It, uh, but yeah, no, I. I'm I'm yeah. really hopeful though. I'm okay. really
0: hopeful that this is the first step towards. You know, I'm, I'm hoping other states recognize this, maybe get on board with that. The problem you run into is, um, at least the way I see it, is because the food industry overall, especially here in the U.S., to mass produce at the cheapest possible coin cost yep. is, is very much overpowering common sense. Yep. So we would almost rather have chemical reproductions of whatever product than we would the actual whatever product. And so I, I don't know if it. I've, I've just gotten um, uh, a little cynical in that respect, but I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that because, I mean, this, like I said, this is a good step in the right direction, right? Yeah, so, I mean,
1: well, how hard is it? So, you know, uh, <laughs> how to talk about this without talking too much about my background. Okay, but how, how hard is it nowadays, let's say, to go to uh, a corner grocery store and get top-end ingredients it's actually right really hard you can get i'm not saying that everything there is is junk i'm not saying that but i'm saying if you want to make a a gourmet level dish right and you want to get nothing but just the purest organic top-end ingredients you got to go some specialty store so as a the big box stores may have a little section you know where you got a few things um, but that's why things like Whole Foods, right? You get to go, you go to a Whole Foods store, and it's like that's what they make. Yeah. Their entire world yeah. is that. And guess what? It's expensive. and But their workers are also paid more, and they tend to be happier. Like, there's a whole ecosystem here that we could talk so about. So are
0: you talking are you talking um, straight-up ingredients like, to, like, make pasta or the actual
1: pasta itself? I'm really talking Can't about the I'm talking instance. about the very base ingredients. If you wanted to sit down and say I'm gonna make something from scratch, because that's what I was saying, like bread as an example. Sure. I wanna sit down and make bread.
0: Okay. Try to find try, to, try find to find non-enriched flour. There you go. That's a perfect example. You it is next to impossible to find flour that isn't enriched. Because enriched flour is actually not good for you. It's actually really bad yeah. for you. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you like my H E B down the street here. They have not enriched flour. They have one little yeah, row a of little tiny, one yeah. brand. Yep, That's it. Yeah. Now, you And know, then I'm lucky, the rest uh, of it's all enriched
1: flour. Where I live, Publix is kind of the, the, you know, the up-markets grocery store. And what I will tell right. you is every Publix, if you live in the southeast, Publix is a Florida company. If you live in the southeast and you've got a Publix, here's a, here's a little secret. Go tell them what you want. They'll get it for you. They will actually, well, that's if you're fantastic. a customer and you're someone that's in there all the time, you're like, look, I can't find blah, right? I can't find this thing I like. Is there any way y'all could get it? Oh, yeah, we can get that for you. And they'll keep it for you. And I have had that, you know, uh, Trader Joe's actually does a decent job of having some good stuff, right? But you have to go to these stores because the big box stores, in other words, when I say big box stores, the big companies, the ones who have made more and more and more money have made it by selling worse and worse and worse stuff. And there's a... Because it's cheaper and cheaper. It's cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And And they're going to continue that trend until we either us the government whoever it is we all decide collectively that's that's far enough guys we, we want to go back to like the original ingredients a little bit and so that's up to right. us to decide and the more of us who go out and say hey i'm gonna get my i'm gonna find the, <laughs> i'm not i'm gonna find the ingredient that i want i'm gonna go ask for it then uh you know we're, yeah. we'll probably continue the trend down because you know again if you're in a hurry and you work two jobs you gotta take care of kids you're gonna buy what you buy and you're going to you worry for about, the convenience, right? right? And you're going to worry about whatever later. Um, so those of us who have a position of a position we can speak from, and a position where we can right. get better things, we should demand better things.
0: In an ideal world, I would love to be able to have a plot of land somewhere where I, I grow my own
1: produce can, and whatever the case may be. And picture you doing that.
0: Oh, I, I'll I'll wear the overalls and everything, bud. I'll have the straw hat I, 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 I can and freaking ding 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 yeah. ding ding I'm all about I it. I a- Let's do this. Well, We got a lot of land um, near me. You know, head
1: on this way. Hey, it's getting crowded near we'll, you. We'll,
0: it's, I'll, I'll think about it. For it's sure. getting crowded over there. Five
1: years when I can sell this place. A subtropical year round growth. I mean, we're you know. I'll grow some sorghum. Let's go. <laughs> sorghum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: even know what you use sorghum for. I just know it's a cro- cash crop. <laughs> I got all the sorghums. Is that? I have no idea what sorghum is. I don't even know what it is or what it looks like. What do I use sorghum? I should probably Google that someday. I don't know. I'm going to do it right now. I don't know what
1: the hell's up with I'm going to be
0: up with. at 3 a.m. tonight freaking looking up what sorghum's used for. You're going to be texting me at 2 in the morning.
1: Hey, did you know? I found it- I know what I know what
0: it is. Ten miles, tell
1: Bell we're making millions. Ten miles from your house It's the best sorghum country in the, in the... best soil for sorghum. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god why do i ever want sorghum okay well we'll have to look that up later i just know sorghum sorghum wheat and corn
0: are like the cash crops or or sorghum i don't know there's like three or four of them. Funny. sorghum's one of them
1: that is, that is soy funny. sorghum and corn ah, soy now there's a lot anyway. of there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of it's alabama right yes. there's a ton of soy we've got a lot of cotton uh still hey man you might come farms.
0: into come into a store near you maybe half a soy sauce someday you never know uh, half a soy just saying,
1: <laughs> soy. Let's go, soy. Uh, all right. So, so from going to, yeah, from natural <laughs> ingredients to um, recycling plastics, I have to read this because I wrote it and I was like, I can't really believe I'm gonna say I, it. So I, I can, I can give you the the rundown, like yeah, the notes Give notes on me this, the, one. Yeah. this one.
0: I read, I, I read the heading. This was another one. I read the heading. I was like, oh, we are talking <laughs> about after Vat Grown Chicken, yeah. we are 100% talking about there is a lab in Scotland that has figured out how to add back this bacteria to plastic waste, and it breaks it down uh-huh. and makes it into a whole new uh, thing that they named Vanillin. Not vanilla, vanillin, mm. which we'll get into why I think that is a uh, that name was specifically picked for a reason, okay? And then that vanillin is utilized to make ice cream.. Uh, huh. um. So you're taking plastic, you're breaking it down into a, a, a waste product, and then making ice cream for a bit. I... So at one point at some point in the future, you and your wife are gonna go to get groceries, and you're gonna go to get ice cream for you and the family, and it's gonna be vanilla, and you're gonna have two probably identical brands of ice cream. And when you look at the ingredients, it's gonna say like milk fats, blah, blah, blah. One of them's gonna say vanilla or vanilla extract, uh-huh. and the other one's gonna say milk fats, blah, 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 vanillin. And that vanillin is gonna be.
1: This byproduct from plastic. I don't trust it, and so, uh, you know I will acknowledge. And I just read this, this new. Not, I'm gonna. I was gonna say it like, oh, I've known this forever because I'm that crazy smart. <laughs> no. Did you know that vanilla is the second most expensive spice in the world? Yes. Yep. So by weight, right? Right yeah, by weight. Yeah. And so I mean, you got people out there saying, you know, vanilla is expensive, and I got a bunch of plastic. <laughs> so someone did that. Well, it, and and that's the other thing is most
0: vanilla uh-huh. that people cook with uh-huh. is not vanilla. It's it's whatever the chemical, like a chemically made. It's it's like how maple syrup is. Like a lot of maple syrup that's on the shelves isn't maple syrup. It isn't actually from a maple tree, right? Don't you start that with it's me It's like, like hey man, it's like corn syrup and 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 caramel coloring, whatever. Anyway, but so yeah, you're, but you're a hundred percent correct. Like. Hey look, vanilla is super expensive. I can make it from
1: plastic. <laughs> like <laughs> And now some company out there is saying, I am gonna sell this everywhere except California. <laughs> I'm gonna start in the I'm gonna start in the southeast United States because they'll never ban anything. Where nobody reads. Right. <laughs> nobody cares. Does it taste nobody good? Nobody cares. Does it does it taste good? Engorge yourself. Like that but- that's the But you and I talked about this too, right? So you've got vat-grown
0: chicken that at some point is going to be... Let's say 3 bucks a pound for a, 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 a vat-grown chicken yeah. breast. Yeah. And, a, and a chicken breast from a chicken is going to be $5.49. So whoever yeah. – the, the single mom that's busting her ass with two jobs, like you said, needs to go get chicken, she's going to grab the cheapest shit. She's not going to look at the fact that it's a chicken breast that's never even been on a chicken before, right? So it's going to be the same thing. You know, my kids want ice cream, and this, this container of vanilla ice cream is – a dollar fifty, and this container of vanilla ice cream is three bucks. I'm gonna get the dollar fifty. Yep, 100%. right. And now you're eating a chemical reproduction of a vanilla product. Yep, like vanillin. Vanillin. Vanillin.
1: I feel like they could have done better than that.
0: No, no, they couldn't have because there's I, th- that that name was literally picked because it sounds like vanilla, so they can literally put it side by side, and the public doesn't know. Yeah, they don't
1: know. But like chanilla. Ch- ch- right? Chanilla? Ch- ch- yeah. Vanilla <laughs> f- yeah. with a f- Yeah. <laughs> I feel like but you, vanilla you see saying like, like this, stuff, this stuff Like
0: This stuff, people are up at 3 a.m. surfing <laughs> reels on Instagram. I'm up at 3 a.m. reading about this shit and not going to sleep, right? <laughs> like, that's how
1: weird I am. Uh, like, you're so I'm gonna get a text of three. Yeah, Kristen said in Chad, Vanilla and Ice.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm telling you,
0: like, this is how it's gonna go down. Like, hey, hey, Donnie, you, want, you wanna go get some Vanilla? Let's go get some
1: Vanilla and Ice, like, <laughs> Vanilla and Ice. I mean, you know, American cheese, <laughs> Yoo-hoo, chocolate milk. I just, it, at some point. You could literally
0: make a five course meal of absolutely no product of food, like today,
1: right? Oh, that's a challenge we should take. We should see if we no, can make. I'm not eating it. I did say eat it. You said, <laughs> oh, very yeah, well. you said make it. And then have someone do whatever test they need to do to find out the actual nutritional value of the thing made. Oh, God. Oh, it's, it's, two, parts, well, it, it's two parts protein and 6,000 parts uranium.
0: <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing,
1: uranium. You, you literally glow in the
0: dark yeah, after you drink yeah, this. Your eyes will glow. <laughs> what, what more do you want, superhero guy? <laughs> a lot of people don't realize, like, you know, the United States is, like, the number one at obes- obesity in the world or whatever, and that's because of the fact that all these chemicals, right, this is not a, you know, uh, conspiracy theory tinfoil hat thing. Like, the way that your body uh, breaks down these things because you ingest them is the, the, the product hits your stomach, the body's, like, break it down – but your, your 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 stomach is like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what it is. This isn't a protein. This isn't a carb. I, th- I'm i going to break it down into the only thing I know to break it down as, and that's fat. Sugars to fats. Yep. And that's why all these chemicals are so bad. Because I- if everything you eat is a chemical, your body doesn't know what to do. So it breaks it all down
1: into sugars and then stores it as fat. And then, boom, diabetes. Dude, right? we, uh, like, we are still <laughs> – and I had this. I actually had this conversation this week. Last week, we are still. Our bodies are still hardwired to think that sugars and fats are a get as much of it as you can while it's available. Yes. Item, right? And a lot of people don't realize that. So when you're talking about diet, to get we said as we drink alcohol. Oh man, but it's poison. <laughs> so I'm with it. I know it's poison. Fair. So, but okay, you you're right. gonna sit down and you're gonna say, okay. I'm seeking out sugars, right? I'm a hunter. I'm a gatherer. I'm wandering. I'm seeking out sugar. They're hard to come by. And my body can turn those into energy really quickly and maybe help me hunt something else. So your body is like, take all those. But you're limited by your ability to get them. Same thing with fats, right? Getting a fat animal back when you're a hunter-gatherer. Now, farming changed that. Farming changed that. Right. Agriculture change. Yeah. That. But when you were hunting in the wild, yeah. there's not a lot of fat. You know, the, the fat antelope <laughs> don't last long. Right. So, like, yeah, you only have to be faster than the, right, the, the right. slowest the, antelope. The fat antelope is the one to win like, <laughs> early. Right. So so like there's that's not how it works, but we're hardwired to that. And so what happens is people don't don't self-regulate. Right. And they their bodies right. like, give me more, give me more, give me more, give me more. And it says I'm going to store a bit of it because you know what you're not doing is you're not running across the Serengeti trying to catch an antelope. So. Right. Why don't we just store yeah. that in case you do need to run yeah. across the Serengeti at some point? And you get to the point where your body has stored so much of it, and then you keep doing it, and so it has become a cycle, and it's a cycle of addiction. We know it's a, you know we know, we know these are addictions now. And to your point, yeah. like, companies, companies take advantage of that. They feed off that. Absolutely, and they make more money doing it. And it's up to the consumers to say no more. That, that's our job. It's,
0: I don't know. It, it's. One of those things, too, where we talked about like where realistically regulation probably needs to occur because if you think for one minute, m- minute you can count on a, a corporate person to freaking do the right thing nowadays, you're just crazy, right? Oh, no, like, absolutely.
1: you're just crazy to, to think. Yeah, of, I've been right? in too many of those rooms, so I mean, <laughs> I know for a fact. Oh, oh I'm, I I'm they're like, you know,
0: and 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 Businesses are gonna business. Like you can't get around that. I'm exactly. Not, Businesses you know, are
1: gonna business, right?
0: Right. So it, I, I can't blame them. And, and to be honest with you, it, we we as humans play into it because we're you know, well of course I'm gonna go buy vanilla and ice cream. You know, like why would I not? It's a dollar fifty a gallon. Like <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean,
1: dude, we're dealing with at this point. We still have, we're in the United States of America, and we have food deserts. Yeah. Right. So if you've got a thing that you can make available somewhere where other people can't make it available, and you can make it available at a price other people can't beat, you will sell it to someone,
0: for sure. Yeah. So I mean, wheat is a perfect example. We we here in the U.S. we barely produce any
1: wheat that we consume in W H E A T. You did not say W E E D. Wheat. 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 (laughs) specifically wheat <laughs> we eat wheat <laughs> wheat okay so i took a pause because the first time you not it, I was like oh, all right what <laughs> not the legalized medical wait, where's he, uh, where's he going for this? that's not
0: a, that's not a whiskey <laughs> it's not, say what what way but co- i mean whip. you know cool whip weep co- say what what way <laughs> um but i mean here in this country you know everything's been replaced by corn Everything. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah, crop absolutely. that the, this this country used to, even rice, a lot of people don't realize the southeast United States from the Carolinas down, that's why you had Carolina rice, it used to be, those used to be cash crops in, mm. in a lot of those those states that had a lot of swamplands. Was, rice was a huge I know that. crop, and we don't even produce that barely here anymore. Carolina rice is actually considered one of the, they call it an heirloom crop nowadays because it's barely produced anymore. Because we import our rice from oh, yeah. wherever sure. else, sure, and and we import our wheat from, you know, Eastern Europe. You know, a lot of people don't realize that yeah. where less, there's a conflict going well, on, less right and now. less, right? right? And there's a whole, I
1: mean, right? Not even to get into the fact that was it Ukraine and Poland are now fighting over the wheat export. Like it's a it's a whole thing going on, right? right there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it, I don't know. It's it's a, we're in a scary place, I think, and it's and it just gets scarier every day when it comes to. Food, like this, is probably. Uh, I probably have an unrealistic or uh, 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 like phobia of this because I see it everywhere.
1: I see, like, we got to make it cheaper, quicker, I, well, whatever. Dude, I'm with you. Our ability to create food replacements is outrunning our ability to know whether we should consume them.
0: Yeah. I mean, perfect example, and we we nixed the topic because it didn't exactly fit no, with what we're talking way. about today. You bring
1: it up anyway. Well, well, I'm
0: not gonna I'm not gonna talk about what <laughs> the article is, but like like fi- fish fish hatcheries that for list. years. <laughs> yeah, <no>. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But but they but we but are, we're talking about wild like wild salmon is one of the articles we're talking yeah. about, and actually, yeah. I wouldn't mind talking about that uh, next podcast okay. probably because there is a huge market for uh, farm grown oh, yeah. seafood yeah. right farm grown salmon halibut clams oysters all of those that are nothing like the wild product and the wild and it's because the wild products were were fished
1: almost out of existence hundred oh, percent that's the a there's a grouper so. you know and, and some near the Gulf Coast right and and you yeah. want to go get grouper. You used to get grouper easily. but grouper can't replicate yeah. at the rate that we're eating it. And so, you know, you shouldn't be able to get grouper now, but you go down there and you still find it, right? And so it's like, all right, how do we because yeah, it can't yeah. be farmed, right? It's a thing that's uh Yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's one that we should definitely keep talking about the salmon and the I think sure. fish in general, yeah. right? Um so so let's change gears a little bit. We are yeah we, we're 50 40 minutes in. Okay. So <clears throat> So yeah. I think these are going to take us a minute. Talking about business is bus- businessing. Yeah. So Speaking of uh, speaking of, of really tough to make segues, um, AAA games are in trouble. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to kick this off. I expect us to talk about this quite a bit. I, I expect this conversation to go yeah. uh, a bit right because we are passionate about this spot. But also, there's a lot of news here right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this this is kind of kicked off. I you know when we talked, we added this to the list because Phil Spencer, who is the head of Xbox, <clears throat> had sent an email. And that an email got, you know, peeped by someone that wasn't supposed to see it. And the email, I mean, it's pretty good. And there's a Polygon article if you want to read the whole thing. But the email basically goes into detail about how AAA game publishers are in a lot of trouble. And the reason that they're in trouble is because they got caught, what he says, flat-footed, right? They got caught off guard by yeah. digital distribution networks like Steam or Epic Games. And we'll talk about them in a minute, too. But, like, these, these digital distribution uh, moments, And so these AAA publishers, they've been living off of Call of Duty 94, right? 96, 97, 98. They've been not developing intellectual property. And so what yep. that means is they were depending on distribution to make their money rather than the art of creating a game. And now you've got games like Dredge that came out not too long ago. you got games like... Uh, BattleBit Remastered. You've got games like Baldur's Gate 3. These games are coming out, and you look at Larian Studios like Baldur's Gate 3, like, people knew them. No one expected that thing to go where it went. Yeah. BattleBit yeah. came out of nowhere, right? Uh, and yeah. these, few was it, a few devs, right? We talked about this. And, Three devs. Yeah, they put it together, and you know, Stardew Valley, right? So these there's people yeah. out there making these, like, intellectual property plays, and those are much more successful because they don't have to go to some game distribution company which was very analogous to the old record industry distribution model which I'll probably yep. I'll probably yeah. rant about in a minute but they don't have to go that way anymore they can get their game out there do they give up a piece of the profits yeah sure but if i'm giving up 10% of 100 million dollars that i wasn't going to have anyway yep that's me making 90 million dollars kids yeah the, well, I mean
0: BattleBit's a perfect example of that, like like we talked about. They they sold like twenty-six or twenty-seven million dollars worth of a game that three devs did did the work on. Like and, and if they tried to release that on their own, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have had that distribution. Nope. Are you kidding? Nope. So they're probably like, sure,
1: I'll give Steam four or five million dollars of, of
0: that. I have no problem with yeah, that. I'll give you them know?
1: four or five million dollars of the hundred million dollars I wouldn't have had otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's yeah. it's it's really interesting because the I will say that the AAA publishers are not pushing the game industry forward. In fact, I would say they are an anchor in a lot of ways, holding it back. Um, I hope they get better about it. I really do. But traditionally speaking, if we go back to the recording industry, when I say the recording industry, we're talking about <clears throat> we're talking about an industry that everyone would think of as the the record industry, right? Putting out music. That's what everyone would think of. But it wasn't at all. The record industry was just the distribution. In other words, what they right. owned was the ability to press vinyl records. Sure. What they owned was the ability to mass-produce cassette tapes. Mass-produce CDs. That's what they owned. And what they could do is make sure that CD ended up on the shelf at Walmart. Right. Or whatever store. So they were, they were basically... Willing to pay an artist, and they've done this. They still do it. Come in, artist, and we're gonna pay you. We're gonna give you guys a cool ten million dollars to record three albums. Right. The artists is like, oh my god, that is life changing for the five people in this band. Yeah, yeah. And they go make their album, and they record their art, and they put their body, their, their their soul. They they sacrifice their bodies. They they go do this thing. And then there's someone who says, all right, put it on the CD machine and publishes it out, right, to all these different spots. And they make, uh, those guys make billions. And I'm not saying that those companies are are inherently bad. I'm really not. Because it costs a lot to have those machines, to have the producers, to have that stuff. That's a business. It is a business. But those are not the people who care about the art the same way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And that's what we have in, in gaming world right now, right? We have, you know, um, we have, like, Larian Studios, like Rita made the point in chat, they repeatedly release a completed stable game. Yep. How is and that, that revolutionary? That in, today, in today's world is insane, like... Oh,
0: here's a pre-release A fully functional, uh, amazing game. Yeah,
1: and, and you got a AAA studio out there saying, here's a pre-release alpha with 7,000 opportunities for microtransactions. And it's like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I paid 70 bucks for this game. Are you seriously, PGA 2K23, yeah, yeah. trying to sell me an in-game shoe right now? Is that seriously what you're doing? It. Well, I mean... And
0: the problem is is you know a lot of people talk about it's like well I and and I've always said this you've heard me say it's like I'm okay with microtransactions if if it's a cosmetic I don't care about that. The problem though is me saying that is still enabling the microtransaction idea to exist which so long as a microtransaction idea exists there's going to be like not as much emphasis on the development and functionality of the game and more focus on those microtransaction
1: assets Hapa? so a bug What's the word that for might it? exist forever what the word there's a word for it monetization yes 100 and like you said there's a bug <clears throat> that goes yeah and they'll ignore it we'll ignore the bug we know the
0: bug exists but uh dale dale is our bug guy he's the only poor dale. guy that poor, it's always dale, works man. on works on bugs it's always dale. dale and he's he's working 23 out of 24 hours a day <laughs> i wish i could get him to work for 27 <laughs> or 28 but he just won't do lazy. it that's what it is lazy. yep yep you know what dale and, needs and to that do? bug needs is, is number 34 on the list of four thousand. like and, and exactly and that and and it when you so like perfect examples of, of this are like games like Diablo. We talked like Ooh, I was Diablo 4. I, Diablo 4 <laughs> was a game that I was hoping would scratch the itch I had for an MMORPG, you know, that would knock me out of uh, off off my shoes. Okay. You know, I was so excited for it and it was meh.
1: So, speaking of a triple A company. It was great for a week. Great. speaking of a triple A company in trouble. Whoa. And, yes. you know, the micro tra- the microtransactions conversation is really fascinating to me because you and I met playing um, World of Warships, right, which is a, a, a yep. game by a company called Wargaming, and it is a free-to-play game. So if they make money off the game, it's because they either sold your data or they sold you something in the game. And so I don't have yep. there. in fact, I kind of like the fact that microtransactions exist because, you know, uh, yes. uh, Kristen in chat was making this point, you know, there was a time when you released a game. I remember buying Resident Evil for the first time. I think it was on PlayStation. And sure. that was the game. Yeah. That was the game. You got it. Came on a CD. Remember, the CDs, had little. they were black instead of the normal color. So they were super cool, yep. but they came out yep. on a CD. And if they had bugs, they had bugs. And that's what you got. Nowadays, because of the way subscriptions work, battle passes, microtransactions, all these things work, it encourages the development studios to continue, continue development on the game. And so you do have games that go for, you know, like, EVE Online, right? It's still going, right? You have these games, World of Warcraft, still going, right? And there's an incentive for the game creator to continue to work on it. And if you go look, you know, there's Elder Scrolls Online. You go look at uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, right? You start looking at some of these games that have been around forever, and they don't make $100 million a month, but they make plenty to have a dedicated Engineering team, it's a slow drip. yeah, and they make some money, and so the game keeps going. Yep. So there's advantages to that. What happens though? This, and I would say that the AAA publishers are the most guilty of this. Yeah. Is charging eighty dollars for a game, and then force advertising every time you open the game. Don't you want to buy something a little bit more? Yep. And then hiding things. That people actually thought they were buying behind microtransactions and so you're over yep. at that point you are over monetizing your market and so there you know I, yeah. I'm, I'm being yeah. facetious when i say there's actually a name for it and it is monetization but that is absolutely true every gaming company you go to right now is gonna yeah, and, and yeah. this is every software company too so gaming is not it's not unique to gaming they're gonna have a monetization group and yeah. those people's jobs is to sit down and say how much money can we get out of the average user how can we get more of the average user that gives us more money that is the whole point. Sure. Now, but yeah. when that becomes the entire point of your entire team, you miss the mark and your game's no good.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect example. And and when you, I mean, when you go back to it, you, t- you look at companies like Bethesda and EA because they are, in my opinion, probably the worst yep. at that. Yep. They literally have every everything in the game, every game that they've produced, oh, yeah. I would say, for the last 10 years. Yep. Has been forced monetization, yep. and it's it's really, really, really bad. I mean, the Battlefield uh, uh, franchise is a is a perfect case in point of it, where you needed early access, or you needed a battle pass, or you needed, along with the seventy dollar game, <laughs> yeah. to get yeah, all the right. content. Whereas in the past, like you said, you'd buy you seventy dollars, you'd get the game, you're good to go, yep. right? Like, yep. and and. <clears throat> Both of them are very predatory in their monetization, very aggressive to a point where um, I personally have gotten to a point now where I don't even I don't want to even want to early access early access right. purchase a game right. anymore. Right. Because yeah. I used to do that because these games would be amazing, you know, and yep. I and I will fully admit that I fell into that. Repeatedly with games like Amazon Games' New World. Oh, yeah. I fell right. you into, were that into uh, you I was ex- you were into New I World. I was man. super excited about it. It had a lot of potential, and they just landed flat on their face. Uh, like I said, Diablo Four was another one exactly the same. Yeah. Was super excited, all that. And in, if you really want to show the success of, of a, a title like Diablo, right? Mm-hmm. There are more concurrent players right now playing Diablo 3 <laughs> right now than there are playing Diablo yeah, 4. Yeah,
1: yeah Diablo, like, you know, in Blizzard Entertainment, that was a fast fall and it's not over. Um, You know, Blizzard. Yeah, and it meant bl- Blizzard, by the way, not Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, 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 caught I, I, I caught that. I caught that. Bethesda's on the other end, a little mm-hmm. bit on the other end of that spectrum, in fact. Yeah. So, like, yeah, uh, you know, Blizzard. EA, you know, as FIFA, right? That was the big thing. There was the Star Wars games that were big, right? And people kind of pushed back. And so, again, this kind of, you know, much like food, it is the consumer's job to indicate what they will and will not put up with. And the way you do that in our in the United United States, at least, is with money. And you buy or don't buy. And I agree. There were some times when you could get early access games, and publishers would tell you it's an early access game. The only thing done in it is this and this and this and this and this. And if you want to pay $30 now, you can get into that test, and we're going to use that to finish the game. But when the game comes out, you got it. And that's what early access was originally. And it was this kind of, it was kind of a pure thing, right? Because if you were super, super, super excited about a game, you were in the group that was going to be like, I don't even care if it's broke. I want to fly around and do the thing, right? And so you would, you were in, you were invested. And now every game has early access. Every game thinks it needs to have early access. And a lot of them never leave early access. So you have a situation where is the game ever going to be complete? You know, it's kind of like Gmail still in beta, right? Like, is it? Like, <laughs> are you gonna finish it? What we, what would you even call finished at this point? So, I, right. I do think, um, you know, I think the the free to play model for me at least, the the model where a company says, you know what, we are going to release a game and it's going to be free, and it's so good because I believe this is true in a lot of software. If it's if it's really that good, give it away and charge later. Find out out how good it is, right? Yeah. So give it away and let people play the whole experience. I will actually give Wargaming some credit here, right? This is what got me into World of Warships was the fact that you could play that entire game free. And there are community contributors now for World of Warships who play the game free. They don't, right? They have accounts where they're like, I play it and I don't spend any money on the game. And the game is a rewarding experience. It's fun. There's an active community, there's lots of stuff going on and that's going on because people some people will pay. Then there's the other end of the spectrum yeah, yeah. right where there's gaming uh, that is using gambling mechanics and gambling addictions to drive behaviors. Sure, right. So I, sure. I do think that the, the gaming industry at large has uh, a lot to figure out. I think that the AAA the AAA folks, yeah, they're in trouble because they attach their cart and- to the horse of distribution, not making great games. I'd like to also add the
0: caveat, Seven and I are talking about, we're not talking about developers specifically. We're talking about, like, the higher-ups, because the higher-ups are what drive a lot of this monetization, drive a lot of the um, aggressive tactics for that specifically. The devs, nine times out of ten, a dev, if they work for a studio on a game they're pouring their heart and their soul into yeah. the game and it's a project of love and unfortunately a lot of times the product that is released may not be complete because of those higher up saying i don't care we'll finish it later yeah you look at perfect example yeah, cyberpunk perfect example. That, that to me when it came <clears throat> out
1: is, is still one of the best games i've ever played right cyberpunk 2077 yeah but the executives made what would really to if you're a developer in that company right you're an engineer in that company And you're working your tail off, and you're so proud of what you're doing, and you're very invested. And what happens is someone comes in all the time and says, Hey, look, this is what we need to be doing. And you, as a designer, sound designer, artist, whatever, your job is to say, Got it, I'm on it. Now you can. You can disagree. You can have those conversations. Sometimes you get some input. Sometimes you don't. But what's got to be the worst in the world is when it seems like the executives or the monetization crew or whoever it is says, we have an arbitrary deadline. We're going to meet. We're not willing to push it. And we're going to put out something that we know is not ready. And even though you're telling us it's not ready, we're going to put it out. And it doesn't matter that the monetization crew or the executives are who did it. The devs are who see it hit their resumes. Yeah. Right? Oh, you were on Cyberpunk 2077. How'd that go? Right. Like that's the. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, that's going to be yeah. your life from now. So yeah, these companies, man. Um, what I will say is, is, is maybe I'll put a little bit of a bow on this because we got we can move on to the next subject, which is related. But here's, here's my personal rub. Here, I believe video games may be the highest art form that humanity has ever achieved. I believe it is the oh. first time humans have ever developed an art where the artist and the consumer can interact seamlessly through the art. Oh. So you got got movies and film and music and all these things. But I think if we dig deep, video games are as good as it is going to get for a while. And so anyone who's out there trying to say, i'm going to operationalize that i'm going to commoditize that i'm going to turn it into something that's not what the original devs intended i'm going to turn it into something that's addictive to kids i'm going to turn it into something that's whatever right or i'm going to put it in early release i'm going to get a bunch of money and never finish it right now if you put out a game that's an alpha and beta and you're going to keep working on it your team's working on it you're raising money to keep working on it right power to you there, there's a particular if it's continuing to improve hell yeah, yeah you're still working on it heck hell yeah those people are in right great yeah. but it's the it that's not the way it always goes i've, I've been in a couple of early access games that they didn't make the money they wanted to make in early access so they, they axed the game they took their profit and ran yeah 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 and so that to me and is you just end
0: up losing a lot of amazing possibilities too unfortunately with that i, I would say a hundred percent you
1: know and and uh having done as many software projects as i've done in my world and in my life, <laughs> what I will tell you is the last 10% is where the magic really happens. It's also where everyone has to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. the last 10% is where it all starts to come together. You have to make the hardest decisions. And if you take that and you artificially hide it behind, we're going to push it out on July the 1st come Hell or High Water. Or you say, oh, God, yeah, I didn't do so well in pre-release Alpha, though. Yeah, so I think we're just going to axe the entire project. You, the whole team's out of here. Which is a, a big studio Which is a thing. perfect segue. <laughs> I did it. I, Look at I, you go. I got, a, so proud. I got us to a segue app. Believe, up. believe that. Okay. Speaking of layoffs <laughs> at Epic Games. Uh, Epic Games, dude. that They got some stuff going on. And there's a really easy segue out of this. Can we just talk about the fact. What? Okay. Well, before we delve
0: into this. Because you're the you're you're the corporate guy. Oh god, uh, uh, let let's let's go back to the beginning. What were layoffs originally used for? No no no, cynicism. Like what back in the day, you know, not not like the Fifth Element where he's like, <laughs> we think we could lay off a, a million cabbies, and he's like, lay off two million. It said uh, I said one two million. Oh, okay, you know, like originally, what were layoffs? Like good for for companies.
1: I, I feel like you're fishing for something here. Um, but I am okay. I am all right. All right. I, I'm gonna. I, I don't know what you're fishing for, but I'm gonna take it and say, I'm a corporate. Uh, it's a corporate restructuring, right? Um,
0: I, I can work with that. Okay. I mean, all right. look. All right. If you look at your future and you're seeing that you're 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 going yep. to have either a net loss yep. or your goal is not going to be met. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the labor force typically is the one that they're going <laughs> yes. to attempt yes. to make up for that. We didn't sell that, enough right? stuff. All
1: the workers got to go. Yeah.
0: Okay. So <laughs> roll into this topic, and then, then I'll, okay. I'll continue yeah, on no, with the, that Yeah. Thought. So it, we'll, it,
1: we'll come back to that. Yeah. Corporate restructuring, <laughs> right? It was literally you sitting down and saying our business is on the wrong track, and it will cease to exist if Correct. we don't do something drastic. Right? And um, so – I will say, in the tech industry at large, I, I think that the the trend of over hiring and then laying off is is yeah um, yeah is not good. Uh, you know that that's an industry I'm very 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 deep in, and I've seen way too much of the over practice. And what it does is it drives salaries to a just absolutely unsustainable level. Um, promises a lot of people with you know fresh out of school or one year of college money that they simply right. can't justify profitably. But you're going <laughs> right. to hire them so the competitors don't get them. And then you're going to be hemorrhaging cash, and you're going to say, eh, laid off. And everyone does that at the same time, and now the, market, the job market's flooded. And yep. these people have bought houses, <laughs> and they've, they've, they've started families, and they've done all the things that you do when you get that big job that you've been you know, shooting for forever, that big career move. But Epic Games, so the makers of Fortnite, let's, let's, let's get back to who they what they make. Fortnite. Have you heard of Fortnite? Is that a game you've heard of? Oh uh, I, no! Yeah, I, I, thought, I think I heard of it here and there. Right. That game is insane! Like this huge. Is, is that is that one of them like Farmville game things? <laughs> Same. <laughs> it, it it's uh. I mean, look, I I am being facetious. <laughs> if you had not heard of Fortnite, I I'm sorry for for poking fun at you because where have you been? But yeah. Fortnite yeah, is, yeah, is 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 one of the last five years' biggest. Is, is it's it'd be hard to overstate how big that game is. And so uh, Epic Games is cutting about 16% of its staff. Now, my understanding is that's like between 850 and 900 employees that they're cutting. And that's a deep cut on the back of Facebook, Twitter, other games, Blizzard, right? You're going down these, and all of a sudden, you've got these immense amounts of, of very talented people. Right? If you're working at Blizzard, you're talented. If you're working at Epic Games, you're talented. Right, You may not be the best there, but you're the best somewhere. And yeah, just dropping people. So 16% of their staff, and this is going to blend in with the next subject, is um, part of it is because the metaverse isn't doing what the metaverse said the metaverse was going to do. Which I know it's surprising to everyone that Mark Zuckerberg was... Not fully transparent or forthcoming (laughs) with information, but Epic Games, yeah, laying off a ton of people. So there's going to be a lot of people out there. If you know someone at Epic, you know, reach out to them. Make sure they're okay.
0: So, but here's my, I I didn't, I didn't see in that article, did Epic say why they needed to lay off 16, 17% of their workforce? Because... Let's 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 talk about this. Epic in 2020 had $5.1 billion in revenue. There you go. 20, it was, that was in 2020. 2021, $5.7 billion in revenue. Uh-huh. 2022, $6.3 billion huh. in revenue. Huh. 2023, $6.5 billion. So their revenue has increased every year. So what justified them laying off 16 17 percent of their workforce i don't it did did uh what's the what's the guy's name freaking tim sweeney not make his his bonus quota for the for the freaking decade or something like what was the point behind this like how do you go into a board meeting guys we made record profits 2023. <laughs> and we have never seen this much revenue ever lay off 17% of the workforce. Yeah. How do? How you... does that conversation
1: occur? Uh, I will tell you this. I've laid people off before. Right? I've been the guy <laughs> that had to go in and say, we're letting a bunch of y'all go. Right? I've had to do that. And I will tell you that in the companies that I had to do that, everyone knew it was coming. Because we had, say, a cl- a lost an account or a client or a whatever. Right. And you walk in, you're like, guys, we tried and we're letting you go. You got four weeks. We're going to keep hitting your paycheck. You can come here and we'll bring in consultants to help you find another job. Like, you, there's all these things that you would do. Sure. But it's re- I cannot imagine walking in and being like, hey, guys, you know, great job last year. Yes. Getting Five billion dollars in revenue. Uh, how about you get out of here now?
0: <laughs> Today's your last day. Yeah. Goodbye. There were people at Epic that found out that they had been laid off that morning when they checked their email. Oh no! Was it one of those? I didn't know about that. Yes. Oh, there was. There was man. literally people at Epic that logged onto their computers to start their Come day at work, on. and they got, they got the email that said they're let go. So. Now I didn't I didn't I didn't delve into to the metrics of because a lot of the layoffs that happened at AAA uh, game studios often are the contract workers a lot of times are sure. the contract sure. workers because and that's, why they're that's the easiest way for them exactly yep. and, but but still again I asked the same question how did that board meeting occur we have made record profits good job guys Nick's 17
1: 16% of, like what like nobody did. Nobody at that. No, they didn't. To answer at your, that table. To answer your question, have no. They all got more money. There, you know. There was a company uh, I was at not too long ago, uh, <laughs> and there was a whole conversation about how do we, how do we uh, increase our profitability? Okay. So you're sitting around a table, right. and they're like, "We want to increase profitability." Okay. Are you profitable today? Yes. Cool. How much? This much. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but we want to increase profitability. Well, the easiest way is to get rid of all your employees. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> just get rid of it.
0: <laughs> I mean, human human resources knows that the biggest uh At your you know,
1: Sink to the company, yeah. Absolutely, your expense. Well, what will happen then is all our customers will go away. Oh, wow! Now you have an, now you actually have a hard problem to solve. If right. your employees are responsible, so that's why
0: we have this wave. Right? If right? your
1: employees it's are this the this ones this responsible for all your income, ooh, now you've got a oh problem to solve. Gosh. See, but that's the thing. A lot of people are like. Well, we'll get rid of 17% of our, our employees and i increase our profit by 20%, right? And they, they do that math. And the answer is no. Those people don't sit around the table and argue about that stuff. Anyone who's in that room who argues is looked at sideways. Having been the guy in the room doing the arguing, I will tell you they looked at sideways.
0: Oh, yeah. And and, and I'm sure, especially when you're up there, when if you're up there where you... You you, you you know if you say something it
1: may add you to a list 100 percent point
0: 100 percent. I mean you're not you don't you know, want to bring
1: that you're, up. you're not you're not looking out for the company's best interests and the company's profits and whatnot and what's interesting about layoffs is they're most often just a short-term solve right um, you're losing there's no doubt you're going to lose the the rule that I've heard in the past is if you want to get rid of 200 people lay off 100. Um, you know, and then you'll lose a hundred to attrition, right? People who are just like, there's a real right. thing called, you know, that's a survivor's remorse thing where people who their friends got laid off and they didn't, oh totally. they, they feel yeah. awful, right? They don't want to stay. So there's a yeah. lot of psychological stuff that goes into that, but your product inevitably suffers brain drain happens, right? You, you're losing some of your best folks. You, you can't be really good at it. So layoffs are always a bad thing. And I will say this about layoffs, firings, it's a management failure. It's 100% it, a hundred percent of management it, failure.
0: I, I, I suppose I, I shouldn't be so cynical toward Epic, because we, you and I have talked about this before. Where, you know, when when companies are overly successful, they tend to have a, a level of bloat sometimes. 100%. Like there's literally people in positions that there is no reason that they necessarily probably should be in a position, right? And 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 like, n- not leveling who it is we're talking about, but like Kristen knows that there were people that we worked with that I could look at them and be like, I have no idea what you do. What do you do every day? I have I think no what, idea. You're literally getting a paycheck though. and I, <laughs> <laughs> fair. <laughs> but I mean, if, if, if you were somebody at a company and you're looking at a peer and you're like, I have no idea what you, what justifies your paycheck sure. every sure. day. You know, it's, Shitty, but I'm gonna say maybe you should be on that. But, but okay, all right, yeah, cool. Let's have like... this
1: conversation. So, <clears throat> why lay people off? Because there is a such thing as performance management, yes, and there is a such thing as being a good manager and saying, Hey, you know what? You're not carrying your weight, um, you're sure. not gonna done. We're gonna have that conversation. I respect you enough and I care about you enough to have the hard talk let me make because that's the first step right is like okay let me make sure that I have done the hard job of saying here's my expectations and you're not meeting them yeah now you have the opportunity to come back and say your expectations are complete and utter shite cool right (laughs) cool now thanks for that insight now I know where our gap is (laughs) let's see if we can close that gap and I will tell you what, what in my in my experience I will tell you the amount of people came back who came back and said you know what You're full of it, dude. Your expectations are absolutely stupid. Now we're getting somewhere. Now you tell me, because I've had this expectation. You ain't been, you not been meeting it, right? And now I've got this in my head, but I actually have the authority to to drop you tomorrow. But you're telling me my expectations. You tell me, well, here, I'm doing this. I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Wow, hang on a minute. My bad. Yeah, I had no idea, right? I have had people come back and say, Oh, you got it wrong. And that is that. That is an outcome. If you're a, a good manager and you sit down and you say, I'm willing to have this hard conversation, it ain't personal. I think you're infinitely yeah. capable, but you're not meeting my expectations. Here are my expectations. You may have done a bad job of setting expectations at some point. Well, I will tell also, you as
0: a worker, have, having been in both the managerial position and a worker bee position, yep. it, to have a leader manager do something like that, is huge if you're if you're under somebody and you misunderstood 100%. what you're supposed to be doing. It's huge yep. for sure. And it can completely turn somebody around if they're
1: open to it for sure. If oh, they're coachable, sure. And the, of course the other option the, the other side of it is they're actually not doing their job and the whole team knows it. It was recently part of yeah. someone got fired. Yeah. And the manager was like a, he was a friend of mine. He's like, Hey, look, how to fire this guy? I was like, oh god, I thought he was great. Nah, no, he was he did some stuff. Did some stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. How'd the team react? They were excited. Okay. So that's that's the thing. <laughs> wow. Is the team, the team actually knows way before the manager yeah. knows. Because usually yeah. the team has tried to carry some of their extra weight and ended up like, yeah. uh, and the team is probably fed up with it. But now it's kind of become the operating norm. And that person Reality does is hitting. and stuff. And then they're like, I'm carrying more of your weight. <laughs> yeah. And so you, yeah, know, you yeah. have to be a good manager in those situations. So when you have a, a moment where you're like, I need to get rid of 17% of my company. What were you doing? But I, I, I hate to say it, but I still have to go back to that.
0: You have record profits <laughs> <Man>. this year.
1: <laughs> profits, you and your profits.
0: I can, and and, <laughs> and and right, but 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 your response is perfect because that's that shows the level of ignorance that I have, <laughs> and and naivety in that situation. Because I'm thinking in my head that that. Layoffs should only be occurring. Let's say Epic said that their goal was seven billion this this yeah, year. Yeah. And they only made six point five. Guess what? We have a deadfall of five hundred million. You know, five hundred million dollars. Okay. At that point, I'm like, okay. So you didn't meet your goal. So this was a just. But you had record profits, Tim Sweeney. You're worth
1: four point one billion dollars. Is that true? Four point one like, billion? Yes. Yes. That's hard, man. That's hard to swallow. Right? Like
0: So if woo. I so if I'm a software engineer and I was hired on contract for whatever yeah. and I logged in to start my work day and I got the email, you know, that's <laughs> you're fired across the front of it. You're like fired. like Exactly. That nothing else the email is just a, you know, a streamer fired. that says, You're fired. <laughs> Babe. How, how, how upturning
1: for those folks? You would never like, so, so I, there was a company I was at one time. Oh God, you're going to love this story. Uh, And it's going to give you a time period too. So this is, there was a company I was at and the uh, executives, but really the CEO had been lying. Right. So he did some creative bookkeeping and, um, came you know the 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 piper showed up to get paid and uh (laughs) it was time to lay a bunch of people off right because the company is now going to implode now none of us working there knew this that the company was going to implode so to us we laid off half the staff and the rest of us like
0: yeah what just happened right so we don't panic
1: panic mode (laughs) we don't know what's going on so we're like helping people we love carry their goods, you know, out to the car, and they're crying. Oh, oh they're crying. My God. It's the worst, but here, get this, man, yeah. get this. The CEO, This is not a lie. The CEO of that company, so the way the company driveway works is you drove up to the building and you went to the parking area, right? But there was a loading area you could drive under to the front door, and it was for loading of, uh, there were some VIPs who came to that building a lot. Sure. And so you would pull in, right, and it was meant for limos or whatever to pull in and then leave immediately okay right the ceo the morning of the layoffs bought a brand new jaguar convertible oh my god parked it in the loading area where everyone oh my god who left the building had to walk by this racing green jaguar convertible with a tan leather interior. a beautiful car it's nobody keyed that shit. It still <laughs> had the sticker on it. And so everyone had to walk by that new car. Yeah, And they got the a job. Dude, there were there yeah. were news crews out- outside. I believe it. And they said if you talk to a news crew, we won't give you your severance. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's shady. It's a shady world out there, man. Business can be rough sometimes, and and I will- well, but and you and
0: I talked about this last episode and this episode, right? It's the same thing with with like the Actors Guild and all that stuff. Like it, it, this is all the same realm. Right? Oh, it's it absolutely it's, is. It's, it's yeah.
1: You know, it's sorry,
0: I didn't mean to cut you off. No, just, no, no, no.
1: That's where we. That's where we're headed. Like the you know the companies are just they're out there to make money. They're gonna optimize and, and how they make money. Um, in the case of Epic. You know, and I'll say this, this goes further than Epic. If, if you're someone who's impacted by Epic or Blizzard or any of these places, yeah, yeah, if you can, take a moment, consider the people that were let go with you, and think about whether you could start your own studio. Right. And do it for the love of the game. Yeah. Because I will tell you, the world is supporting people like you right now. There was a period of time I've
0: also, where we didn't.
1: We all bought AAA games and we treated indie studios like they didn't exist. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. For sure. Yeah. And and I've always said it too.
0: Is like if you're in, in the corporate world and you're not constantly updating your resume, you're not constantly looking at what's available out there, you're not constantly looking to leave where you are and move to a bigger, better thing, because you have some sort of buy-in with a company you work for, I know it may be a hard... Sell if you love where you are and love who you work with, but that company don't give a shit. about No, they don't. Me. Like I don't, I don't care what anyone says. You're just a number. Like no matter yep. if they sir, they give you free snacks and Red Bull every day, or have a freaking slide that goes <laughs> from the entryway to your desk, or I don't care. If you're not every day looking for where you might go next because today you're doing you're the rock star you're the number one performer but tomorrow you're you're like hey we just saved X amount whatever your salary is we just saved that oh yeah in our budget yeah. for the next month like if you're not thinking that way you're you're setting yourself up for failure because none of these companies actually do care like it, that maybe maybe I'm jaded in that respect
1: too but no, I right Because personally I don't care, belay, I don't care what it. the government says uh, <laughs> companies are not people now your manager may actually care about you yeah, that yeah. that might be the, true. Direct reports, sure. sure, right? Your peers. So it's not really about the people. It's that the company at large does not care about an individual, and it's not supposed to. Right. It is supposed to be right. more resilient than that, right? It's supposed to be to where one person shouldn't be able to, you know, kill a company. And Elon Musk is trying his damnedest to prove us wrong on that. But you know, it is literally I mean, it's still running. <laughs> it's like it, yeah. I give me that. It. But it's like <laughs> that's what companies are built to do. And so I think that. Maybe there was a period of time I know, you know, my dad and and probably his dad before him would say, get in the ground level of a great company, work your way up and spend your time working, you know, be a company person and all that. And that's just not, that was something that was ingrained in a lot of people. And I just don't think it was ever, I, I don't think it was ever a really good thing to do.
0: Well, is that still a thing? Like, I, like, you
1: got in and kids. worked for 35, 40
0: years, and, like, is that even a thing in corporate America anymore? I, there's some. There's probably some companies out there like that.
1: I, I don't work for them. <laughs> I haven't found them. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you know, it, it, it's cause, just...
0: Because... Uh. So, like, case in point, you know, we talk about Epic, but, like, you know, if you really if you really delve into, like, Blizzard, like, and, and I could talk... For at length about Blizzard, I shared with you that video that was perfectly explained the implosion of Diablo Four. Like,
1: yeah, oh yeah,
0: devs were working oh gosh, yeah. like literally eighteen-hour days to try to meet the deadline of release, and their incentive to work more than ten hours a day <laughs> was a twenty-dollar Starbucks card. Yeah. Oh yeah, like if you work more than ten hours a day, we'll give you a twenty-dollar. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, and and you, what's sad is. Because you have devs that it's a passion, the game is their passion, they're going to put the time in, they're gonna get they're they're losing time with their families, their kids, they may be losing whatever the case may be, only to have a game flop because of greed, essentially, and and directions and and a toxic work environment and sexism in the workplace and sexual assault, God help you, in the workplace. Oh goodness, you know but the devs are getting a lot of the brunt of that and that to me is just a travesty like you know we, you know and then
1: then you roll in and you're fired the next day like we're upside down in a lot of ways so <clears throat> there was a time when in the industrial revolution where the person running the factory probably knew the most about how the factory worked right and that person yeah. was big boss right yep so the information age has changed all of that and there are people who, and they're devs a lot of times, they're artists, they're whatever, they are the most valuable assets in the organization. They just don't want to be big boss. Mm -hmm. And there's a big, I hope that we're making a turn in at least the tech industry where we're starting to acknowledge that someone who's an engineer, let's say they have a perfectly valid amount of value to bring to the company to pay them like you would pay an executive. Right. And they can remain an engineer. Unfortunately, the truth is there's still an awful lot of executives out there who just see engineers or they see devs or they see artists or they see community managers or they see people who are trying to operate the day to day as if, as if they are somehow less valuable than someone who's an executive.
0: Yeah. Well, I could just get another one of you. You're not You're not original. And
1: here's what I'll tell you about being an executive. It's nothing but a title. And it's a title yeah. that someone gave to you. You never earned it. That's not a real thing. You don't earn your way into being an executive. At some point, someone gives you an executive. That's how that works. Right.
0: That's how you get your four point one billion dollars. Someone bequeaths it to
1: you, right? I've been, someone I've been gives doing you, this whole time gives you the thing. And so it's really a disingenuous moment to say we're gonna lay off and I promise you they didn't lay off a bunch of executives. That's, that's right. not how it yeah, works. Yeah, it
0: was it was it was the bottom-level bottom, bottom level guys, oh, yes, the yeah. contract folks. The people who were working well, 18 hours. How many hours. did you say? It was 16% it was 800... Of,
1: uh, mm-hmm. See, I'm reading here. I'm going to read here and scroll up. It's like 800... It's almost 1,000 folks. 800... Yeah, it was like 890 or something like that. I've lost it now. Yeah, like 890. It's so many people, dude. That's so... And I, and I feel holy. like... Yeah, ni- over 900. Over 900 folks. And I feel like, to a degree, we're bagging on Epic. We're not. We are. But we're bagging on anyone who has 900 people to lay off and lays them off. That is, That's, it's, it's, it's inhumane in a lot of ways. Oh and, God. you know, bad management decisions. Now, I, I for one would love it if managers came out and said, you know what, and there's some that did this when we went through this round of tech layoffs that we went through not too long ago, you and I talked about it. We had a podcast that we went around that, too. right? We are talking about a lot of companies yeah. were doing these layoffs. Yeah. And um, they were all doing it at the same time. And the cu- there was a couple of executives that actually came out and said, you know why? Because the executive management screwed up. We made a bet on something that ain't paying off. Um, we overhired, and and we screwed up. And at least I can respect you yeah. when you say that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you admit that you made a mistake, I 100% could give you and, – and that's why I said, like, if they had said – Now, it's kind of still questionable, but if you're going to say, we didn't meet our goal for profit margin or profit whatever this year, okay, at that point, I can say, I understand, it's still shitty, you still laid off 900 people, but... I can kind of understand. In the games industry, there's always oh, yeah. a publisher somewhere trying to hire somebody. Well, in, like, in the games industry, so. too, you don't make your money <laughs> until
1: you until after you did the work, right? And that that's a really right. – you know, we were talking about uh, microtransactions and stuff earlier. That offsets early releases. That offsets some of sure. that to say we can yeah. make money while yeah. we work rather than waiting to make money after we work. And anytime – it's just like a movie, sure. right? Anytime you're going to make money after you do all the work – there's a real chance somewhere along the line, some executive is going to pull the court because they don't believe that it's going to pay off the, the yeah. way they had hoped. Netflix it, right? is a perfect oh example of that. Yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and with Netflix is a perfect example. With that. Epic, right? So Epic being a really good example. One of the things that I had read, and I don't know the validity of this, so take this as fifth hand information, but I'm going to say it like it's fact because that's much more entertaining, is that Facebook had oversold a metaverse. Epic had apparently invested a lot in the metaverse. Now, I have really strong opinions about the metaverse. I also have really strong opinions about Facebook.
0: He's not kidding when he says he's got very (laughs) strong opinions about the metaverse, but anyway.
1: Oh, 100%. But let's, let's take a look back, right? I have some friends who are in journalism, and I watched Facebook actively destroy journalism through misinformation. I believe it. So I believe they it, said... We talked about this on our first episode, by we the did. way. They said, stop doing print journalism. <clears throat> yep. Print is dead. Video is the future. And what they did was they sold executives on, hey, let me show you how much more money you're making with videos than from print. And they overstated the yeah. amount of time someone spent watching a video because what they did was they stuck videos in every single feed. And yep. I know you were scrolling by skeet, ski, ski ski, skeet, skeet, scroll, scroll, oh, scroll. Yeah. And you didn't, give, you didn't care at all about those videos. But they counted that as a hit, though. They counted it to those, those people who were paying for advertising? Oh, they counted it as full yeah. advertising. And yeah. they said, look. So they shoved a bunch of videos in and artificially inflated the numbers. And then journalis- yeah. like, journalism offices all over the country, probably the world, Started getting rid of the newsroom people and hiring video people. Yep. Facebook got caught doing it, but journalism's gone, and we see the results of that all the time right now. So, oh god, yeah, the fact yeah. that yeah. Mark Zuckerberg comes out and says, uh, "Pretty soon after advertisers are like Facebook's toast," pretty soon after that he's like, uh, "I invented the metaverse," and the question mark. Latest greatest. Yes us I invented the metaverse. This is where everyone will going to be, and they're going to look very artificial, like I look in real life. And he is like, <laughs> we have invented a thing. And he's like, everyone look. Yeah. He puts these little, little headsets on people, and you look, and it's like, that is... What is that? Really janky. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but what happened is all these companies, and I, I was working with someone at the time who was the head of innovation for a company, and he's like, Oh, metaverse. That's where we need to be is the Metaverse. And I was like, what in the world are you on? And he's like, oh, that's where everyone's going to be is the Metaverse. And I was like, the only people in the Metaverse are people who still think advertising on a Facebook is a good idea because that's the only people they can talk to now. And companies believed it. And companies like Epic, companies like a lot of companies, went and invested millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars building these Metaverse experiences the- you know who, how, how much was invested in the first two years? In, by Facebook? How much?
0: No, it, so invested, it, invested into Metaverse total, right? 2021, $57 billion. <laughs> $57 billion?
1: That was dollars.
0: the first year. 2020, uh, excuse me, 2022, $120 billion. Oh, so 120, so $177 hundred seventy seven. Billion dollars was invested in two years. How much is it worth now? I you you told me the number. Mm-hmm. Well, how much is it worth?
1: Well, what was it you told me? Okay, it was. They get around two hundred thousand total monthly okay, active users. Yeah. yeah, monthly, monthly. Yeah. who could have predicted
0: that
1: $177 billion was invested in this? To reach a potential. If you reached everyone in the metaverse every month, it would be 200,000 people. Oopsie. Yeah, I'm with you, Kristen. That's more than I expected. (laughs) Way more. Oopsie. Why are people still believing social media, like jerks because face because facebook because
0: facebook you and i talked about this right so i think you and i started our podcast at a perfect time because we were rolling out of covid we were on these highs right Uh where social media and everybody was in lockdown and and so everything was if you haven't listened to our first two episodes of the podcast I highly suggest you go back and listen because uh, our first episode Seven and I talked about how big market like what was Facebook Twitter oh, yeah. Instagram built off of oh, yeah. literally where their 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 billions came from oh, yeah. right and I, I I really do think the metaverse Zuck was just like everyone's just gonna ride the wave everyone's just gonna ride the wave this is how this is gonna go I can just make up
1: shit and everyone's gonna ride the wave right because it's because it's me because it's me and i'm amazing and here we are what is that move what is the movie knives out have you seen this yo god i love that love that movie (laughs) so love it so uh well i guess it would be spoiler but at this point if you haven't seen it shame on you um you it's been like two years you should watch this movie it is a very good movie knives out right but it it has at the center of the movie and i won't do a spoiler right but it has that personality as the centerpiece of the movie. And,
0: 100%. And the,
1: it asked the question, what if that person is just an idiot who got lucky? <laughs> you know, what if. Literally. What if, literally. Yeah, what if that person is just some average dude who happened to be creeping on girls at Harvard and someone gave him billions for it? Because that's what happened. And it's literally what Facebook was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's creep on girls, hot or not. Creepiest pasty looking dude. Yep.
0: Created an app in order to creep on girls and it's the it's the social media app like yeah who
1: could have, uh, who could have predicted that would be a bad thing for society <laughs> <laughs> nobody saw that uh. coming <laughs> so so you know it it's it, it leads into the next conversation right which is how it, it, and because I, I will say that it started off and i think twitter facebook you know all around that time but really twitter started off in such an interesting and pure way it was pictures of kittens and people's lunch and i remember when it was like people were like why are people rainbows po- and unicorns it really was and people were like why are people posting i mean i get on twitter but it's just people posting pictures of food right? and it was like that was the biggest complaint i remember it i met right. so many people on twitter that i would never meet otherwise ben folds helped me mic a piano one time right like Oh, my like, God. That is amazing. Like, like <laughs> for real. Like, you would, that in the early days, it was. That's
0: so badass. That spot.
1: Facebook, right? You could keep up with people you, you haven't seen in years. Family who lives. Yeah, in, for sure. Right, all these yeah. good things. Yeah. And uh, at some point, And now you struggle to see updates
0: from, oh like, family members on Facebook. Dude, at some point, it turned I, I literally, into such
1: toxic mess.
0: I, I've told you before, the only reason that I created a Facebook was because I was in the military and I was always at sea, always deployed. And it was the best way for me to see what was going on in my family and friends' lives and be able to update them with what was going on in my lives. And now, sitting in my bed at 2 a.m., I struggle to see anything going on in anybody I know's life yeah, because oh yeah. there's so much just... Flack in there, right? Oh yeah, no, it
1: and and if you want to drive back through some of our podcasts, we did talk about like where that what I believe that went wrong, where Happa believes that went wrong. But the truth is where we are today, which is something we don't talk about anywhere near enough, is is people are just flat out negative. On social media in general. Now, I want to throw back to make the, the best segue I could, I probably ever made on our podcast out of Facebook land. <laughs> there was a time when Facebook did an experiment. And I think you and I have talked about this, but not on podcasts. Facebook did an experiment. And what they did was they started showing people different people's updates. So when they got rid of doing the yeah. timeline, right? And they said, we're going to use the algorithm. Right, which no one now knows. The machine's just doing whatever it wants to do, right? They don't even know right. oh, what Zuckerberg's it does. in front like, of Congress. like, What does it do? And he's like, yeah, oh, Right? So has no I don't idea know. what it does. <laughs> but it's no longer a timeline, right? And they changed that. And what they started doing was injecting and seeing if people would have different reactions based on the negativity or positivity of posts. And, yeah. they, and you yeah. fell into one of two groups. So you fell into a group that was going to get some positive stuff? And you fell into a group that was going to get negative stuff. Now, there were suicides. There were people who did some really crazy stuff with the the negative group. Here's what I'll tell you. They interacted with the site more. Now, Facebook was caught doing this. This was a a big deal for about four minutes and 17 seconds until the entirety of America decided to obsess about something else. Right. But... Since then, the negativity that social media puts into the world far outweighs any positivity it ever brought. It's been insane. It's amazing. It's insane. It's. I mean, when you look at your social media, what do you? Does it make you happy, Hapa? I've
0: learned. I've learned a lot. Thank God for social media managers. Shout out to to Kristen because. She has taught me how to do a lot of the filtering, like uh, on Twitter, oh, and how to user. kind of look at a. Yeah, so like, so like, case in point on Twitter, I literally see no political posts. Mm. I see none. Not a single political post pops up in my feed on Twitter because I, because I, I learn how to filter words and what to filter and, and, and what to do. Now, Facebook and Instagram are a total, like, a total, (laughs) it's just a beast that you can't filter around, right? Like, Instagram. I will. I'll. I'll be at the refrigerator. My phone will be in in this office, and I'll be like, "Huh, I need to get some soup at the store later." Oh, and yeah. then my Instagram feed magically oh, yeah. will be full of soup. Oh yeah. Like I don't know how it works. Oh. Okay, you know, you don't want to know NSA. I don't appreciate you listening, but <laughs> but no, it really is crazy how how it is because like. A perfect example was there was a post that was in my feed one day, and it was a uh, kind of a joking post by a realtor. They were talking about it was a a post that was like all these folks that bought houses in twenty twenty looking at people trying to buy houses today, okay. right? Because the interest rates are so much oh, yeah. different than right. than twenty twenty, right. and then they they. They did the little caveat in there to try to get activity on the post post what your interest rates are and what your equity is in your house so of course i was because i'm was one of those few that happened to slip in under the radar and got really lucky at the time so i posted my interest rate and i posted how much equity i have in my house right now and the interest rate that i have on this house was actually lower than than the average in twenty twenty just because I was good with the credit and blah 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 blah. Within three weeks I had oh, yeah. so much engagement. <laughs> oh yeah. And ninety-nine percent of it was the the equity of your house they have on your house is a lie. You're going to lose money. Your house value oh, yeah. what your what you paid for your house was not what it's worth. On and on and on and on just so much hate. Yep. And I was just like blown away by how much just negativity there was on that feed. And I normally don't interact on stuff like that because you see it all the time. But I was just like, holy crap. Like, oh, yeah. Why? These people are so mad that they didn't buy houses in it back in the day. Or they're so mad that they're renting right now. And I understand why you're mad. But your only response is to lash out to people that got lucky or lash out to people trying to be positive like god forbid people be positive in the world today oh yeah like oh yeah god forbid yeah you know you know, you know my
1: favorite social media site is reddit you know that um oh yeah, yeah. For,
0: which still blows me away by the way <laughs> for a long time you know it was it was twitter
1: it was never facebook you know i was a musician, so Facebook was... Let me just establish that Reddit is like most isolated of social media. Okay, okay. It is. A wretched (laughs) hive full of common villainy. And, uh... (laughs) wretched hive. So, you know, it was Twitter. It was never really Facebook. But Reddit, what I found is what you were just saying earlier, where um, I put in an extra amount of work on Reddit for some reason at some point and my feed is one that's acceptable. Right? And so... Yeah. I think most of these sites, if you can put in enough work... You can filter out a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, it was the fact that things post in a predictable pattern that that yeah. made me stick with Reddit. Because I can't tell you why. There's no rhyme or reason to where what order I see things in Facebook. There's no rhyme or reason to where you know what order I see things in Twitter. And that was actually one of the, the biggest antitrust. And eventually social media sites will, like the US government. Um, once there's people, you know, if, if people our age are elected, this is going to change. Right? right? These con- these sites, right. the way they run them, that's not going to last. Um, once there's people in office who are willing to legislate and understand what it means and how it works, a lot of this is going to change. So that might be the next generation, but it's, it's coming. Yeah. And part of that yeah. is that if we both go to Facebook <clears throat> and we have the exact same friends and following and all that stuff on Facebook we will not see the exact same feed why because of behaviors that occurred off of Facebook and that is creepy and it's absolutely something that social media sites should start distancing themselves from and they could if they wanted to um but it drives what Kristen was saying negative emotions are stronger than positive and so what it does yeah. is it's doom scrolling, it's driving rage clicks, yeah. it's driving yeah. all this behavior, and what's happening is it's snowballing. Mob mentality. 100%, and it's snowballing, because the more reasonable human beings that are saying, hey, I got this deal in my house, <laughs> you're going to be like, "Yeah, well, I'm yeah. never participating in that again, because last time I like, did that. Screw that guy. Yeah. Like, how dare he have a good deal? Like, I got an idea. Why don't you die in a fire? What? what? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? Yeah, what is wrong with you people? Right, and it is this cesspool. And you have to wonder at this point, um, knowing as much is going on with machine learning and artificial intelligence, we don't understand the algorithm. A human can't. Zuckerberg went before Congress and the said... The people that
0: own can't. them don't right, even. They can't. But yes. I'll tell you, the
1: only thing that does is another algorithm. so an algorithm to rule them all what algorithm to rule them all so of what (laughs) use if this if the algorithm is so complex that humans can't really operate with it is it really good for humans i'll tell you man social media for me um i mean with the amount of just people giving in to what i would consider crazy conspiracy theories, you know, like flat earth. Yeah. And if I offend a flat earther yeah. out there, thank you for being offended because you're an idiot. Um <laughs> to, be clear. to be clear. To be clear, I hope everyone who's yeah, a flat yeah. earther is offended that I say it. And if you want to have that conversation, go around the world and then we'll have it. Right? Take off. I take just go east. <laughs> go east and in approximately until a year. I'll see you again and then we can talk about it. Um so but but it is so many people falling into and that's just one of the more ridiculous ones but there's so many people falling into that and getting so tangled up about it and then turning it into their entire identity to where if you're not just like them they don't want to hang out with you anymore like you and i were actually talking earlier right right before the podcast uh, we were talking let's be honest we were talking politics right the stuff that was going on today we don't agree on this stuff right like and yeah. that's okay with me, dude. I will hug you the moment yeah. I see you, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I don't yeah. care. It's not my identity, right? And But there's so much on social media where people just choose a thing, seemingly random, and well, that becomes their whole personality.
0: But it's also interesting when you can have two people that have differing views be able to just have a conversation. Like, it's a crazy, in the 21st century, it's a crazy idea to be able to have a conversation with somebody that has differing views views without stomping each other's faces in like it just i it i it is insane to me like twitter to me is the is the perfect lab for me because sometimes i do make the mistake of opening a comment and and it's something that's near and dear to my heart like you know gun ownership or whatever you know and it's a very ignorant comment and i make the mistake of responding with factual (laughs) you know god forbid some factual substance and then 15 pages later like (laughs) i'd be like i gotta stop i gotta stop because i'm gonna chuck my freaking phone (laughs) like (laughs) you know but that's where we're at now it's like you can't have a conversation with somebody like that's why and 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 you and I say this all the time about being a better human and interacting with each other in a good way in a in a in a humane way. Like, if you and I are having a conversation and we don't agree with something at no at no point during that conversation do we divert into well you're you're an idiot no. you're just an idiot for thinking like the, the, why do people I don't it kills me that people it's like well when you do that on social media that tells me. I have hit your mental block where you have nothing more. So you just have to go to personal insults to make your point. And you don't recognize, everyone else hopefully recognizes that you being at that point has ended this conversation. Like you lost at that point.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, know? what if we set this goal? What if everyone sat around and it won't happen, but you set a goal for yourself, invalidate no one. In other words, if someone says something you don't agree with, don't invalidate it. Don't tell them they're wrong. Don't do it. Let their experience be their experience and accept them for their experience. And I think the whole world can learn a lot from that. And the power of social media could be that we were doing that, but we're doing the other. We are invalidating everything.
0: And I I think maybe that's the result of the short form. Maybe maybe that's the result of the short form. Mm social media? Mm. Like I can only I can only explain myself in this much. So I have to figure out how to to minimize what I have to say, but I have a paragraph worth of whatever I need to say. Right? So you dumbhead is is what <laughs> you, where I'm at you dumbhead like
1: <laughs> that's that's where we're ending this conversation, you dumbhead, you dumbhead. like yeah you've You've, exactly. you've tread on me, you dumbhead. Because <laughs> you don't have a minutia of gray matter between them oh, yeah. years, what was right? the ears. Come on. What man. was the emo Phillips <laughs> joke about the uh, first first Methodist church? No, <laughs> Southern Methodist. Jump, heretic. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yes. it, it's uh, it's yes. it, That joke. If no one. If you've never watched it, it's one of the funnier jokes I've ever seen. Emo Phillips. Go look it up. Um, you know, great great comedian. But uh, it's, it really is to the point where we're arguing about things that if, if we were together, they wouldn't matter. And I, I had this, so the conversation I was having yeah. earlier when I said to you about the, you know, our bodies are geared to take sugar and say, yep. hey, look, get all of it. So the same thing goes for, and this is part of that conversation I was having with someone, the same thing goes for uh, our social networks, right? So we are geared to think that having a bigger social network is a good thing. That's a survival instinct. That's the lizard part of our brain, right? That's like groups better, right? That's just (laughs) the simplest group like us, even better. Together, apes throw. Right, exactly. That is what we do. But social media has given us far too much ability to to congregate because grouping is hard, right? In person. And uh, a group will eventually fragment and create smaller groups, right? So you, you really only get groups of a certain size like naturally from yeah. a tribalism standpoint they kill each other they do all these things that are very unhealthy but that's how our that's how we're hardwired to be and then when you got social media you get thousands quote unquote of people in a group who quote unquote see things exactly the same way and so they all accept it as truth and now you get this this you know this this dilemma where you can't see anything outside the group and everything the group thinks is now the group think and you just get this psychosis that occurs. And people really can't exist outside the context of their little special interest at that point. Yeah. So it's a slippery slope. I've seen too it's many people nuts. fall into it, right? But people are very, very toxic on social media. And I think that the I think the world could do better. And I think we should encourage them to do better.
0: I definitely think at, at some point we need to have the discussion of just, like, how... Because we, we okay, we if you guys don't haven't listened to our prior episodes, we've talked about social media quite a bit. I, yeah, we have. We I'd have. be willing to believe a good twenty five percent of our episodes. We've I think that's about fair. Social media, yeah, that's probably fair. Um, and and I and I think at some point a, a good at length conversation might need to occur uh, between you and me about how we we just handle social media. Yeah um and it may be a conversation you want to have or not because you have some young adults in your oh yeah no i'm into it i am here for it i definitely want to hear kind of how they how they handle that because that to me is a concern to me how young adults Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. deal with social media because it's it's a lot it's rough as an adult to handle that sometimes imagine having an undeveloped brain
1: and having a thousand people tell you you're especially
0: Specifically, you're trying to figure out what the social norms are and what the social abnorms are, and it, it's—I hate to say it—but social social media really blurs that, right? You oh, don't know 100 what social norms and, and
1: abnorms are for
0: for any and, aspect of
1: that. And so. you not only do you not know what the norms are, but the ones that are established are often artificial. Yes, 100%. yeah. So I, I definitely think that oh one's one we should put on our list for the future. Is just is you know for sure. responsible or irresponsible social media management, right? Like. What does that look yeah. like for, for us, but then what does it look like for the next generation, right? Um, there is yeah. a social media uh, app out there, and I don't know how many have heard of it. My kids are both into it, it's called Be Real. Have you heard of this? No. So the whole concept of Be Real is, is once or a couple of times a day, it goes off and you have a few minutes to take a picture, okay? Now, but what it does is with your phone, it takes a picture using both cameras, front and back. And so it's supposed to be a picture of you in a real environment. You don't get to retake it a bunch of times. Um so it's showing what you're doing if you choose to take the picture right you choose to take the picture and yeah. it's it's all about show us your real world and um I'm hopeful that next generation is looking at social media because I do think we could run the risk of throwing the baby out with the bathwater and I do remember times when there were great connections made through social media I just think the companies yeah. honestly I think the companies got greedy that's what i think happened they don't care about the connections anymore no it was all about, about monetizing monetization yeah and it was yeah, all about tiny yeah. transactions right um yeah. and the slippery slope that that led to was they've actually become do they do more harm than good now i would say on the whole
0: for sure um yeah. and i'm hopeful
1: that for the next sure. generation looks at social media and says there was a power there that we don't want to lose but we want to do it better and i'm really hopeful that yeah. that, that can occur um Hope so too, man. So, so that was a fun conversation. So next part, you know, Hapa, we get into the routines. we got about 10 minutes left. Yeah. Uh we get into the routine. Get quick. Um, which is you know one of my favorite parts of every podcast. I really enjoy this part. Um, but Hapa, what you watching? Oh man. Oh man, okay oh, look man indeed.
0: Because <laughs> I know what you watch. I'm one of those people, I'm one of those people that have it like I will not, I was I oh firm stance. I will not become part of the collective. I will not be part of the collective. It will not happen. Yeah. I will not. And I and I called the Apple folks, the collective, because you guys are plugged into each other and apps and everything. And I was ignoring Apple TV for the longest, even though for the last couple of years, there's been TV shows and movies getting released on Apple TV. And I'm like... I finally was like, you know what, Netflix and Amazon and Max, which used to be HBO and all of them have shows that aren't, they've been petering out for me. And I I finally dove in and got an Apple TV subscription. And I am here to tell you that I have, I, (laughs) I, I've, I've been converted. I've been converted. I'm part of a collective, the collective. Now, everybody one of oh, no. us <laughs> <laughs> I started watching well I didn't start to watch I I the first night that I had Apple TV I watched season 1 of Silo the first night yeah dude Silo is look look if you guys it's strong love it is strong streaming I, and I told Rita this, I am a firm, Apple TV, because I know that Apple watches our and listens to our podcast.
1: Oh, Tim. But what's up, buddy?
0: It's good to see you again. Yeah, what's going on, man? Good to see you. Apple TV is Still got the iPhone right, the...
1: right
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, autographed by you or after auto <laughs> No, by Tim Cook. Oh, very well. Um, Apple TV does, is not the me. best... <laughs> streaming network for sci-fi television. Yes, I agree with that. Hands down. Hands down. The best. If you are a sci-fi nerd and you are not subscribed to Apple TV, like, we don't own stock. This is not a paid-for advertisement. I'm telling you. Holy crap. Silo, you need to watch that. Invasion, you need to watch that. Uh, There's the movies on there. Like, I've only watched... uh, oh my god for all my I'm so excited to watch for all my intent when I'm done with invasion right um, you've got Finch is a great movie oh, yeah. uh, oh, so did you watch it? fantastic yeah. Finch is fantastic
1: That's a, well, it gets you fantastic it's a, it's a, it's a good, oh my
0: god the end if you're uh-huh. not tearing up and or crying especially if you're an animal person uh-huh. you're just not a human oh, being man. okay um, yeah it, no, seriously, Apple TV has been, like, they, it's opened um, up a whole new world I to me. I had not Amazing.
1: thought about that, Hapa, really, until, you know... It's all sci-fi. Everything's so, sci-fi on Apple TV. So we TV. were early, Almost. right? I am part of the collective, I'm deep in the collective, right? And so Apple TV Plus was something we've had for a time. And sure. when it first came out, you know, and it was like 99 cents or whatever, it first came out, there were not a lot of shows on there. And over time, they've yeah. done a yeah. really, really, really good job of adding shows And it had not really occurred to me from a a holistic viewpoint that, oh, wow, they really went hard in the paint with sci-fi. Yeah, man. And you said that. And I started looking. I was like, yeah, okay. Maybe that's because I prefer Apple TV+. Plus. If I said, hey, get one streaming service, that's the one I would pick. Yeah. I couldn't have really told you exactly why, but it's that. Right? And they go. And it's it's not just um, straight up sci-fi, but you have series like C. Um, which are really well done, yep. you know, and it's this, it's this vibe of this. Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso's, oh God, Ted Lasso's so good, dude, you're going to enjoy that. So yeah, it's, it's. I'm excited. So you're, yeah. so Silo is the one you went with uh, for this, this podcast and Silo's great. Well, so. Great.
0: If if you and I have you and I have talked about this a, a bunch of times. I'm a people person. I love to people watch, and I love shows that go hard into the study of human behavior oh, and interaction.
1: Yeah. yeah, then Silo is right so, up your alley. Yeah,
0: Silo is a perfect perfect wow. show wow. to show the interaction of human beings and or the build up or downfall mm-hmm. of how humans act in a in a adverse environment oh, yeah. and invasions the same yeah. way I, I a freaking perfect show yep. also i love that invasion um the way that if you can't get the idea that the idea premise of invasion is aliens invade us and for me um i've always laughed that aliens have only ever attacked the united states Ever. Throughout <laughs> history. Every show, movie. Yes. The United States is the only yes. place the aliens land and or attack us. Yes. And Invasion shows different
1: parts of the yes. world.
0: And that, to me, is phenomenal. Yeah. Finally.
1: Invasion does a really good job with that. You know, there was a show on Amazon Prime, or there, there still is. What is it? Uh, we talked about it. Mm, the Tom Clancy Show. Oh. Uh... You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the point being, I mean, God, I can't believe that. You talking about uh, uh, Jack, Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan, yes. So we talked about Jack huh. Ryan, and the show is it's okay, right? There's some character actors in there we really like. The show is okay. Yeah. But the on-location filming is fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. And I Amazing. and I think it, yeah. Invasion is similar to me because the, it is literally set globally. Everywhere, and yeah. And they do a lot of either location or very good faking of location shooting.
0: But yeah, it is yeah, a yeah.
1: very interesting uh, look at. It would be an international crisis. There would be, you know, like, the, all the stuff. It's it's a pretty good. We're uh, almost th- almost through the second season now. Um, but yeah, really really good show. And Apple TV Plus highly recommended for all mankind. You're gonna love $6. that $6. one. Six ninety nine a month. Hard to beat, right? Yeah, and you get all the Charlie, the you get all the Charlie Brown stuff, man. And that's, like, my favorite cartoon ever. Oh, I love Snoopy. There, the there's P. so X much
0: game. on Apple TV. Yeah, yeah,
1: so much, so much.
0: And, like, I, I mentioned how sci-fi, like, it's the best site, But they legitimately have a lot of just good shows yeah. in general. Yeah, it's
1: just high. Uh, the Morning Show is a great show when you get to the point of watching. You yeah. Know, if you want to watch just, like, a drama. The Morning Show is really, really, really good. Um, yeah, good stuff. Very good stuff. Well, good. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, so that's what I've
0: been watching. So, uh, what you've been hearing? <laughs>
1: the new Wilco album, "Cousin." Wow, so yeah, that caught me off guard. yeah. So new Wilco album came out last Friday. Uh, album's called "Cousin." Uh, it would be hard for me to pick anything other than a Wilco album. So if if you've okay. not checked it out, if you don't know Wilco, you should check out Wilco. There's a really they're a really interesting mix. Um, you know, folk and rock and, and indie and alternative and all those things kind of mashed together. Oh, man. They're really fantastic okay. band. So if you've never heard of Wilco, you need to check them out. Um, but yeah, yeah, new album called Cousin. That's what I've been checking out, uh, checking out recently. I've been very much enjoying it. Also, Not also been going back through um, Grateful Dead stuff. So I've been working my way oh, back man. through Grateful Dead. My wife, so she comes home and she's got this shirt, and the shirt many people have probably seen it but it's the the it's a grateful dead shirt and it's the shirt that has the skeleton with the flowers and the blue ribbon now Hell yeah, you know yeah, okay yeah, you know yeah. the shirt okay cool so she comes home and she's yeah. like she had heard me tell my daughter my daughter was like I'm not she get a nirvana shirt do you know nirvana songs like I'm that guy right cuz she goes in my closet and she gets like one of my black crows concert shirts and she'll wear it right yeah but she knows yeah. she better know the black crows yeah, Before yeah. She, and, that's awesome. And she does, right? And so she's like,
0: she knows that's a bunch fantastic. of Nirvana
1: stuff. She's got like Sublime shirt she loves to wear because she loves Sublime, right? And so to me, my that's how I, I, I like to be like, tell me about the music. Well, my wife comes home with this Grateful Dead right. shirt. She's like, look, I love the shirt. Yeah. But I don't know a single Dead song. And... Oh, really? And so she made... I am actually very surprised that you did... So she makes this assumption and she goes, I assume that there's a bunch of Grateful Dead songs I know. I just don't know it's the Grateful Dead. And I was like, uh, okay, all right. So that's fair. And so I pull up Scarlet Begonias because that's literally the character on the shirt. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Eh? Eh? And she's like, no, no. And I was like, <laughs> eh? eh? She's like, no. And I was like, you have been to at least 50 shows where I have played this song. <laughs> so now, right, now I am like, are you serious right now? <laughs> so, right. so we've been like going back through the Grateful Dead library, and, and you know I've been I've been doing oh, the man. thing I do so much good music. Oh my gosh! And talking about the live recordings, you know they they absolutely yes. revolutionized how you can record live music. And it, what the Beatles did in the studio or the Beach Boys, right? Depending on which side of the Atlantic you were on. Right. They were revolutionizing how you record in a studio with Phil Spector doing, like, the Wall of Sound and all this stuff out in California. And the Beatles were out there doing Hey Jude, and it's 175 minutes long. And they were Fantastic. like, so they were doing that. Yeah. But the Grateful Dead was out there saying, we're going to live in a commune and play everything live. Yeah. And we're going to record it yeah, yeah. live every show. And so they they pushed the music industry so
0: far forward.
1: During they that were time. so
0: amazing live too Absolutely God, so They were good. so amazing.
1: And uh you know if you're not a Jerry Garcia fan, I don't know if we can be friends if you've never li- listened to Jerry Garcia and David Grisman oh, albums. God. Um yes. if you like jazz guitar, David Grisman and Jerry Garcia together, it's some of the best stuff you'll ever hear. Um so Hell yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I that's what I've been listening to. I think that was more than you signed up for, but that's what I've been I I love to. No, I love how you honestly, I love the, how
0: you tie tie that stuff in. I mean, to me it's fantastic, too, that your your daughter is getting that kind of like it blows me away that 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 there's kids. OK, granted, she's not a kid really anymore, but the kids nowadays, I, I know, I'm sorry no she's a kid, but she's not. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, check yeah. reality here that don't know, don't know classic mm-hmm. m- like it's classic rock. That's our classic wow. rock. Right. Like, holy crap, you know?
1: Yep so yeah like that's now my son's nasty. favorite band right now is, is uh is aerosmith holy crap yeah, like he, okay, he's into okay. like he's into like acdc and megadeth and i'm like outstanding i'll take it you know my daughter she's like making fun of yeah. kids because she's like this kid had on a, a nirvana shirt and they think nirvana is a brand and i'm like <laughs> do you know a target brand at do that? you know kurt cobain <laughs> is just rolling in his grave, yeah right every time literally I, yeah poor guy yeah. like wait you're selling you're, you're selling t-shirts with me on it like you know, he, he was right? not about yeah. the commercial uh, i guess not what he was no hell no <laughs> hell no yeah, as the opposite of what he was so yeah so so that's uh that's what i'm hearing so Happa, will wrap it up with the thing we always wrap it up with and this is going to be an interesting one because we didn't talk about it ahead of time uh yeah what are we playing happa Honestly, I'm
0: nothing. I'm not playing anything new. Okay, let me put that. One. All right,
1: so you, I'm still. You and I actually have been playing a lot still, of World of Warships lately.
0: We have been playing. Oh, yeah. It's been almost like a renaissance. For well, it kind of has. Lately. Yeah, we've
1: been playing with our buddy Deacon, yeah. and I gotta be honest, man.
0: Yep.
1: It's been. We've had some fun times. Like it's been. It's been a lot of fun, Look, man. I,
0: for all the faults that we've talked about publicly on our streams yep. about oh, yeah. the game and the company, I still and I will continue to say yep. it. Forever probably. It is
1: one of the best games Absolutely. that you could play with friends. Yeah. It's a great, it is a great game. Uh World of Warships, you know, you and I, full disclosure to anyone listening, we met. Happened I met because of that game yeah. and you know became yeah. friends. And and World of Warships is it's in unique it's in a unique space. Um it's it's got some things no other games ever had. And when done yeah. well and when the the game performs well and when everything works out, it's one of the more fun games I've ever played. I have stuck with that game for quite a long time. So, yeah, we've been playing that a good bit. Um, having a lot of fun. Play with friends. Don't play alone. I did that last night. Yeah, it was you need bad. to play with friends for real. Um, <laughs> it, was it was bad. was <laughs> bad. <laughs> so don't do that. It
0: could be a, what I like to call suboptimal if you yes. play by yourself. it's yes, not ideal. Not ideal, yes.
1: So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of it, Hap. I believe that's it. We covered, uh, we covered all our stuff, man. Great job. I got my pin. So, wrote it all down.
0: What was it two or three episodes ago? I said, you know, because I, after after my uh, after I had a divorce after the military, I had kind of a, a time where I had um, some su- self reflection and stuff like that. And I started writing these rules down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens, you know, happens rules, not, yeah.
1: Not to drag it out long, no, I, but I, I, I want to I would time. like to yeah.
0: read some of them, absolutely. so I, I I think we I skipped a couple episodes, but, you know, they're, right now I've only got 75 rules, so this is only going to go for about seven episodes, to be honest with you. <laughs> but you make more rules. I read rules number one. Yeah, well, I, well, and I do all the time. I am adding randomly as we go. Um, things I just think about but I, And I read rule I think 1 through 10 uh, A couple episodes ago So this is going to be 11 through 20 um, But hap, this is Hapa's rules for life Is what I, just, what I call them So rule number 11 is travel outside your town You'd be mm. amazed at what and who You might find uh, Rule number 12 is be selective Of who you lower your guard for Rule number 13 If you're emotionally walled up Take a chance every now and then And let a wall down uh, rule number 14, don't take for granted those in your life. This one for me hit really home over the last, co- you know, year, year and a half, uh, after losing my mom and, and actually getting closer to my brother, which has been, you know, I, I hate to put a positive connotation to my mom passing away, but it was a good thing that came out of it. Uh, your mom would be happy um, about that. <clears throat> she would be very happy about yep. it. In fact, she yep. used to bug me all the time about needing to talk to my brother more. Um, Rule number 15, be happy with what you have, but always aim to do and have more. Like, there's nothing wrong with trying to have more, but be happy with what you Ooh, happy, have. That's
1: a good one. Rule I, number six. I have a similar one. I've always said, if you're not happy with what you have, you'll never be happy with what you get. So, exactly. so you and I are on the same wavelength for that one.
0: Yeah. And on the flip side of it, and this is something I told you that an old commander, he told me back in the day, you know, if you're a leader or a manager, if your people don't know their value, oh they God. have none. I used that
1: this week, like, like I stole that.
0: I completely I, no, stole I'm, that. No, I, I am really happy that you did because that to me, and more managers and leaders that use that, that is immense. If your people don't 100%. know their value, they have none. Yep. Period. Yep. Hands down. Yep. All right. Um. Rule number sixteen, remember that things aren't what things aren't what makes a life important. I've always said it's not the place that you'll you'll miss, it's the people mm. when you leave somewhere mm. or association or whatever the case may be. Rule number seventeen, if you're going to do something, do it right. Yep. Like I, like I don't I don't believe in half assing. <laughs> Whole asset. Rule eighteen. <laughs> If you're going to ask something, whole acid <laughs> <laughs> rule, rule 18, chase your dreams. Don't ever let someone tell you, you can't do something. That was something I always used to have to tell sailors. Don't ever let some, someone tell you, you can't do something. When I was in the Navy, I was always told, cause I started on the West coast. They said, if you start on a coast, you can't go to the other coast. If you get to the other coast, you're not coming back. I went back and forth six times in my naval career, Okay. And it was always because I never let anyone tell me I couldn't do something. All right. So, like, you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, always strive to learn and grow. That We talked about that earlier. Yep. Like, if you're not always trying to improve yourself, you're failing yourself. And rule, rule 20, sit outside, listen to the birds, crickets. And for me, something that's, that is close to home – children laughing and playing Mm. i one of the things i love about my backyard is right across the drainage creek there's a cul-de-sac and in that cul-de-sac there's a basketball hoop and every single night especially right now as the weather's gotten a little cooler there's a ginormous group of kids Ah. back there playing basketball and just i could just hear them even in my living room and that to me is just heaven Ah, hearing kids just having fun That's great you know that's cool that that's that's how life should be. Like, you know, I, I always joke that I'm going to be one of those, you know, get off my lawn, <laughs> old men. But, like, legitimately, it's a, it's a sound of heaven to me to hear kids playing and just having fun. You know, I love that. That's, distance, a good so. That's a good one. That's a good one. I yeah. didn't know that about anyway. you. That's cool. Yeah. I, I I always try to tell folks when they, you know, uh, people that have kids that, that talk about how they hate how their kids fight or they're so loud. I, was like, I always tell them, you'll miss oh, it. You'll miss it. You'll
1: miss it when it's yeah, gone you will hundred percent miss it. Yep, teaching my kid Sorry. how to drive right now. So, yep. Oh god, I can't imagine. <laughs> that, I'm sure that'll make its way to a podcast at some point.
0: <laughs> I'm sure she'll love if you talk oh, about yeah. it on the podcast oh, yeah. too. So where where can they find you? Where can they reach you? Yeah, so
1: them? so you know I, I I still do have an account on Twitter slash X. Right, everywhere you want to look, I'm S3BYN, all the places. But primarily, if you want to find me, you're gonna find me on Twitch, um, or on X. And you know, as as little as I check X, I do still check it. Um, So hit me up there. That's the best way to communicate. And I'm trying to be on Twitch more. I really am. But uh, you can catch me over there. Catch me on streams. I'll be hanging out with this guy. Uh, We'll probably have another uh, friend hanging out with us. Deacon. He's almost always. You know, we, we if we can play games with Deacon, we do. Um so yeah, that's that's where, where you can find me. What about you, uh uh senior Hapa? I've always told people if you just
0: uh Google Hapa underscore fodder, nine times out of ten it's me. And the other I, time I, I think the other I'm time wishes they were. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the only fans of the Feet Finder account, probably not me. <laughs> Feet Finder <laughs> hey, start for oh different folks. It's a thing. It is a thing. I've, I've been told by a, a couple of people that I have a very attractive feet. It's, I thought about turning into a lucrative business. You never know. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's sarcasm, by the way, in case, in case you guys didn't, didn't notice. I wasn't being serious with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway. where it went. <laughs> yeah, that, that went a little further. We can no, cut no, that out in post.
1: That, We're that, not going to, though. That,
0: all right, good. That's, <laughs> that's good. No, that's, nobody, that's, nobody will hear yeah, that that's ever, day. right? No yeah, one stays like, this long. <laughs> anyway, uh, we we sincerely appreciate y'all yeah. for, for all the support. For those of you that are... that. Listen through this episode. I implore you, please go back through the other ones. We would love to have your input. Yep. So if you comment on the YouTube page, if you got ideas for topics, you could DM one of us. You can. Could- the comments on the YouTube channel, of course, help the algorithm, as everybody says, but it really does, actually, oh, yeah. if you subscribe and, and follow. I do know we have a couple of new listeners from the last couple of weeks from streams that said people said that they bookmarked our, our uh, podcast on hey, whatever uh, platform this too. So we appreciate, we I appreciate that. Um, This is a project of love. We want to try to do it every other week. But uh, I I told Seven at the beginning of this that IRL is primary and I'm not trying to make it work. So (laughs) uh, if there's gaps in there, we apologize. But, you know, real world is real world. So it is. We try, though.
1: We did pretty good there for a, a minute. I think we'll get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll try to get back in there. So, but
0: we I appreciate y'all. Uh, I, I don't have anything else to say other than that. It's, what what do you think?
1: Be Go good to each other, y'all, for real. Um, you know, and, and I yeah. wasn't going to talk about this much during the podcast, but I've lost quite a few people close to me recently. And what I will tell you is, if you haven't heard from a friend in a while, reach out, say hello, be that person. Uh, take care of each other. The world's a tough place, right? And let's not make it tougher. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it should be our job to take care of each other, and while we're here, right, floating on this little spaceship we call Earth. Um, let's take care of it and take care of each other as much as we can.
0: All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a great night.